I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips for sipping gin girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig girl. Like boom. I know, I love Mrs. Taylor I just love hay horse. We're bringing back the word horse. And slut while we're at it. All of them. We're bringing them back. Trump. Speaking of Trumps, response by outsider. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with each other. <laughs> no. No. Outsider is against Trumps, but if you want to be a Trump, that's your outsider vibe. Get into it, honeys. We're outsider into is it. fab, fab cider, as you all guys, as you all guys. I keep saying that by accident. As you all guys. As you all guys. As you guys all know. As you guys all know, outsider. if you want to be a hoe, get drink you can. Outsider. You can do what you want. Oh, you know, do what Lindsay's you want, girl. writing music at the moment. Yeah, I'm writing some music, gals. Listen out. But thank you to Outsider for sponsoring us. It's Fab Outs- Fab Cider. Tripping on my words again. Sarah, <laughs> Jenny, fab- I called you Sarah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Freudian slip. It's a uh, Fab Cider available nationwide. I do believe. And get you into get it. In There's actually on only about two months later, two months left of, of cider season. It's cider season. Well, a fish cider season. Fish, like we I mean, are year long because, like in winter, you have your warm cider. You know, yeah. you have your. I mean, still in the can. Cider all. lollipops. You, you can want. just let it go. That would be gorge. You know those little things you can get from pennies. Let's end the ad one. So I'm just thank saying. You, thank you, outsider. I'm giving them more because we call them tramps. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Outsider, for sponsoring Thank us. Thank you, Outsider. Love you, bitches. And um, here's an idea. Okay, an idea, go. You get the little lolly things from pennies, you put Outsider mm. and freeze it. Outsider lolly. Stunning. So, I don't have a freezer Someone big enough. Someone make it. Someone make it. I have one of those box freezers. Yeah, your freezer's shy. It's home. so shy. And I only like, it's like the in-fridge freezer. It kind of whispers a bit of cold. It's like... <sighs> it does not. And I can't even have ice, like... <laughs> Oh, hon. Actually, we're not alone. We're not Do you alone. You hear a few giggles. We're not alone. Oh, oh. oh. Keating's in the house. Hey, we have. Oh. <laughs> Literally, if it was Ron Keating, I'd be so excited. Imagine. Oh. He's so tiny, we can't see him. Our, one of our favorite friends in the whole goddamn world is right here with us. He did episode whatever it was in the 30s, I probably. I think 34, yeah. Oh, not that he hasn't I'm remembered. 30, not that I'm counting. Our fab friend Jack is here, who is hey. basically... If you haven't listened to that episode, I'll put it in the description of which one he's on. We discussed, we went in depth on Sex and the City. We did, hon. We did. You For- are a uh, pro. 
But I think we like t- I covered like seven different topics. Oh as well. yeah. And we randomly started off with Samantha. Then we went on to mm-hmm. like. Oh yeah, that was when the fight. Now here I have a question for both my okay. girls. Go oh, for it. Go. Okay, on. so since that episode where that was when the whole Sex in the City, SJP Kim Cattrall drama was going mm. on, they were crashing each other all over the interweb. They were. I haven't watched. Neither have I. Either have I. It's insane. <gasps> no, they fucked Not the show. Not one episode. They fucked the show. They're oh. selfish whores. And that's like six months ago. And we yeah. are watching it oh, once on. a week. I think longer. I think that was in February. Maybe it wasn't. Oh, no, it's... I feel like it was freaking free. Wait, wait, it was snowing in March here. But... I can't say February. Have none of us watched an episode. <laughs> do you say February? Like it's such a hard word. <laughs> what do you say? February. 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 It's such a hard <laughs> word. <laughs> it's spelled random. What do you say, February. February. Oh, see, that's the American. See, that sounds yeah. proper. So yeah. I say February. February. I, so I think, I don't know, I'm confused. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm under But I'm free. I actually, so we haven't watched it and I'm... Oh my God, we haven't cracked our can. I don't <gasps> want to. Oh, fuck. Get guys. your can, girls. Glab, grab like a clutch can. bag. Like a clutch bag. It's a baguette. <laughs> <laughs> Not the shoes. <laughs> they are 1950s Mary Janes. <laughs> But we're not talking about no, Sex no. and City this weekend. I wish we could, though. Sex and the City is cancelled. <laughs> I'm depressed over that. We need to get back into it, guys. I actually really fucking selfish of them. To, to be honest, on I, this is, I'm, I've been wanting to put it on. But I just know I will be looking at it differently. Mm. We still all follow the accounts on Instagram and everything. So oh, we yeah. are like involved but not full episodes or anything. I like a, yeah. a throwback but I just haven't fully immersed myself. Yeah. We could watch season one because they were getting on then. Yeah, mm. only the episodes. Yeah, it was long. before. It was before season two. Season whenever two she became when the producer, season two. That's when it was actually apparently the big. <laughs> we love it. We're going straight into Sex and City again, but apparently <laughs> mm-hmm. it was when because in season two she started Sarah Jessica Parker started to get more power, but the guy who originally was directing it was uh, Michael Patrick King. Kim. No, the first guy. Season one was a different guy. Darren, that, Darren Star created. Darren yeah. Star was. Uh, Kim Cattrall's best friend and he wanted her character to be the that. main character mm. and then it switched over to Michael Patrick King in season 2 and he loved Sarah Jessica Parker so there's a T oh what was it again we were gonna say oh no we can't a lop song or something can <laughs> oh. you not be spilling my tea girl <laughs> so this week we've invited Jack on because first of all he's gas and second of all he's sexy Happy birthday to you. It's cancer season. It's cancer season full force. It's it's Uncle Jackie's birthday. Happy birthday, baby. Thank you. I can't believe I'm celebrating my birthday. Why would I rather be my two fellow water sign girls? Yes, we are the trio of water signs. People don't know. People may not know this. It's the trilogy. Unu- I mean, it's not unusual for water signs to hang, but the fact that we have all three, I mean, we are yeah. sopping. We're sopping. <laughs> yeah, we're all different signs. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, well, there's only three water signs and mm-hmm. Lindsay's a Pisces, I'm a Scorpio, Lord. Jack's a and- Cancer. And dare I say, we are quintessential of our signs. We are though. Actually, we are fully quintessential of our yeah. signs. Am I? See, yes. I'm not as clean Lin- into the Lindsay, you are probably the most quintessential Pis- Pisces I've ever met in my life. So what are my Pisces are Highly creative mm-hmm. They're known mm. as the dreamer mm-hmm. Extremely oh no. Extremely romantic Oh no <laughs> Literally Very They follow their intuition often Even though their intuition Isn't always right 
but they will always follow their kind of feeling rather than their logic very like emotionally driven Mm. um but they're also extremely empathetic and very caring and very emotional in general a difficult find to be yes you are I mean, so Pisces is like empathetic extremely Pis- I, I'm Pisces rising so I have a lot of Pisces in me too so <sighs> I can feel you and yeah. then what's Jackie Baby Jack's a Cancer mm. so Cancers are and I fit bodies. this perfectly yeah Cancers are really social very like open mm-hmm. and social that you extremely are extremely intu- intuitive like they kind of know their people but they're like homebodies like they're like <laughs> I'm leaving which I mean come on Jack ghosts yeah. us every freaking time we go out yeah I get last train on every single time oh, so yeah. Jack is a kind of like comfortable in his home in his own body think of the of cat the, sh- the, the crab likes their shell that's <gasps> what it is Oh. oh my god Poetic I know, yeah. I know. it's poetic So okay, cancers like to be Kind of in their Like they have like Their hard exterior But then but they let The little legs out For the social But time. their hard exterior Very soft on the inside But they like to be safe And they don't want to be like Crushed <laughs> That's why I have that Big hard shell Okay yeah. And Scorpio hun. What about Scorpio Scorpio Extremely intense people <laughs> <laughs> I think no, I don't can... I don't know that. Oh, of course, it's great. When you, when you know me, I'm intense though. But that's mm. the thing with Scorpios; they're hard to get to know. But once you know them, you know them fully. Like coconut. Like once you crack open, exactly. it's like yeah, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. we do well. Mm. Scorpion shell, hard shell. I. But we do have that oh. tail. <laughs> sorry, yeah. guys. So you stingy bitch. I'm sorry, I do sting when I can. Uh, also, extremely sexual. Hi, boys. Um, How? Just scorpion. Scorpios are the most sexual of all signs. Okay. Extremely, in- but it's the intensity. It's not that we're whores. Not that I don't... I love a whore. But we're very like... We have to know you fully. Before you ride? Not before you ride, but it's like... They don't really like it unless it's Oh, you like, like to explore someone's sexual... Yes. Fully. Yeah. Okay. Can I say one thing though? Mm-hmm. Jenny's like point of being able to spot people's star signs is incredible. I'm extremely talented about it. She can... You should nurture that. and a little side job. Babe. I have two random friends that Jenny's able to... She knew what star signs they were just by their I know personality. So she we, knows them too. But she was able to find out what... Mm-hmm. And I find that incredible. I'm that just a little very... Talent, again, then. that's... And what, it, was, it, was the perf- it was like exactly the right star sign. Yeah, and she had no crazy. idea what the birthdays were or his birthdays were no. or whatever. No idea. It was mad. But that's the one thing with water signs is... Intuitive. We're water. So we're very intuitive. And flowing. In and different ways. We're all very connected to our emotions and kind of connected to like... All water signs are kind of psychic. Wow. So they're always kind of like... You can get a vibe off something very early. Like very intuitive. Yeah. And that's our... And that's why the three of us together are like this. It's like a beacon. What's fishy, the name of our... Fishy Femmes. Fishy Femmes is our new WhatsApp group. Fishy Femmes. <laughs> I love that name. I your your first suggestion was Aqua Hun. I don't know where you're going. <laughs> I, was like, I, was Aqua. Like, I was thrown at ideas. Okay, you're just. So you're, who, did you make fishy fans? I yes. fishy fans. I mean, I was trying the first idea one. I know it was good tempos. Crap. So <laughs> beforehand, it was RIP District Mag. <laughs> Arr, oh, and if that. you know why, you're woke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were defending a fellow Scorpio. We were. Oh, yeah. Was he a Scorpio one? We were. Anyway. Moving on. Moving on. It's Jack's birthday. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for having me, ladies. Oh my thank, God, you thank you for, for coming. coming. And Where'd I rather be your than day my, my two favorite with girls? Us. Yeah. And our favorite boy. I know. So. Oh. oh. That's happened so it's much the water today. Side. It yeah. has happened loads it's today. It's happened so much today. We Finishing are, each other's senses. That is that. something that we always do, and people actually always give out to 
me and Lindsay like on like feedback we always get it's like you always talk over each other it's like no it's like we just literally finish each other yeah I'm like Jenny I'm over I know what you're gonna say (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're just but it's like we'll talk over each other to finish the sentence we're like yeah 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 yeah, I know what I mean exactly (laughs) but like that's a conversation though it's especially an Irish conversation like get woke anyway so we're talking about birthdays and I mean I think we're all pretty similar in that I don't love my birthday and I know you tell you say, you seem to think that I'm a birthday biatch. I think of the three of us you're the more birthday biatch. You celebrate it like you No, but this year was my first celebration in That's true. Like cuz I've ne- I'd never celebrate. This year was just randomly I was like fuck it I'll do something. And you went for it. You created a WhatsApp group for it. It was yeah. stunning. And it was I stressed off for hated every minute. <laughs> the snowstorm was almost like, cancelled. Oh, yeah, we did f- cancel it. We had to postpone it to the weekend after. And you and still was- persevered. Yeah, I like. I mean, I wouldn't be like. I just I couldn't be doing that every year. Like the last birthday I had before that was when I was in the marina. I had a birthday party randomly. Oh my god! And that was kind of because I was like in a little college course, so I had definite people to come. Yeah, I wouldn't be enjoying. So Jack, how do you? What do you think about your? But that's anxiety. Me and Jane talks about that. Like Mm. having a party, but no one will show up to it. Mm. But yeah. like Of course when you organise stuff You will get people to come to it Like your mates will come Okay I have This is just popping in my mind I have the worst luck With my birthday ever uh. Ever I'm I, It's not even a joke So the, I remember I never really uh, When I was a kid Like yeah parties Whatever blah And then I remember for my 21st birthday Okay my 21st birthday I did not want to do a fucking thing for it I was like oh I just can't be ours. like I mean I was really like heavy partying at the time so I was just like I'll just go with my friends like you know my mum mm-hmm. was like no like I mean my house is like a nice house for a party like we've got a big kitchen and all that kind of stuff it's good good entertaining good house, house. Yeah. Yeah. good house for entertaining <laughs> it's a bad house baby but um so my mum was like look we just don't have to do anything mad. You just invite over a group of your friends. I'll invite like some of your aunts and uncles. I was kind of like, maybe I'll get a few presents, you know? Mm. So I was like, fuck mm-hmm. it, let's do it. Mm. So my mom and dad were so nice. They bought like a full bar, like three, 400 oh euro God. worth of alcohol, like liquor, like whatever the hell you wanted. They were like, look, we'll just, they were like, you know, because like 24 is usually you do like rent the whole thing. It's a big, they were like, yeah. it's not good. My mom cooked, you know? Mm. So my mom cooked. We, um, Got all this drink, blah, blah, blah. I invite my friends over. Oh, my God. Most of my friends turned up hungover. They had gone out the night before. Mm-hmm. They stayed an hour and a half, and then they went and got the last bus into Mother. Oh, I'm no. speechless. I wasn't friends with you then. No, we hadn't met each other yet. So that's like seven years ago. Yeah. Okay, putting me on blast. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it was. Seven years ago. So, now... That would traumatise you. Some of my good friends stayed and everything else and that was fun. But like, it was so embarrassing. Because my mum and dad had just bought oh, all no. this drink. And like, I, I they were kind of like, not new friends, but like they weren't like my school friends and stuff. They were the friends I was hanging out with at the They're time. They're your going outy friends. They were my going outy friends, but you still know them, hon. I know. And I, hon, it happened at a party I did in that one in Malahide. Really? Um, I randomly I think like I was in this little college course thing and I mentioned it was my birthday and they were like yeah I'll do something yeah I'll do something so I kind of spurred it on I was yeah. like fine I'll do something we set it up like I, I honestly find the whole like 
setting like making when you get older like it's so fun when you're a kid your mum makes your birthday it's very cute oh, it's and divine. everyone like you do, people come to your party when you're a kid but when you're older like doing that for your own party is just it's the most so cringy thing so and the same thing happened our same fucking group of friends baby girl no way no, same group of friends. they came over to Manahide and they were just obsessed with the idea like they were like so where we do we go where do we go we didn't really know each other then no I don't I we think probably, probably I've met, met once, you like a few yeah, months yeah. after that but um, like they were just obsessed with the idea of like, do we go to Tomangos? Where's your club? Like, where do we go? Are we going out? Are we going? And I was just like, we're here in my little bloody apartment. Like, this is fine. We were all drinking. Everyone was having like, fun. Like, this is the party. People were like, we're not dogs in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, shit was going down. You know, yeah. like it was like, not like this like lame ass party. Like, the fucking one dude lost bin cherry at my party. Like, <laughs> It's Lindsay's freaking But it's so embarrassing When that fucking happens Because like I just remember being like Are you all Like Because they were all Living in town Kind of at the time So they were kind of like I mean I live in Clontarf Could so you be close closer to, It's like If you're It's not a far If you're in off. three people In a taxi It's a five reach mm. Into deep But town. I think they see but from what I They saw our parties As a stop off To their night They yeah. couldn't give up Their night for our party yeah. night do you know like do you know the Could way like give up your night but it's like that's like the mentality of like a bad friend because it's like i'm giving up a night for you where it's like your if your birthdays are happening that's my night i'm not giving up anything for it yeah so did it affect both your perspectives on birthdays yeah oh it actually did oh yeah that made me be like fuck this i, think I didn't want the, the party in the first that was place. the same as me i wasn't like i'm gonna uh, my friends kind of encouraged me to do it they were like you know all these people like they'll definitely come and yeah. it's the same with you you're like you have this ready-made group i was like true and then it was just like but it was like the whole process of, i wouldn't even have mind if they if they'd given me a solid two three hours yeah it was like the whole time they were there they were like what's the taxi number the what's thing? this like yeah. do you know where like the, no way. The, it was a constant conversation so they weren't just living in the moment of like Having a random bump yeah. in my little apartment. Yeah. You know the way it was. That just... was the same with me. It was like, and I just felt like you came to use my parents for like, like their money and like having a free bar. You know what I mean? Because like we were all broke at the time, so it's like you came to my house because like I had obviously told them. I'm like, oh my god, we got like I told yeah, them that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you came and used my gaff for a pre-drinks. Yeah, yeah. To go, and then they were like. They were first when they came in. The, the excuse was that they were hungover, but then after they had a few drinks, it was like, "Oh, we have to go get the last bus so we can make it into Mother." And I was like, "Mother's on every weekend, hun." <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, and it was like my twenty-four. But anyway, that did affect my birthday because I was like, "Why did I bother?" Like, I should have just gone out to dinner with my parents and just mm-hmm. chilled with them because I'm happy with that. And that's what I've done for most of my birthday since. What about like, you, Jack? Have you done stuff for your birthday in the past few years? When I was young, I think we were younger, like when I was 16, I remember I had a huge marquee. That's the, the dream. The marquee. Oh. I always loved the parties where they had the marquee. So did I. It was sweet 16 vibes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and the theme was Pimps and House. You had it? <laughs> and Jack, I was a little... That, be, that oh. is not a... Le- like, that could not be the opposite I, of what I would imagine your theme to be. Absolutely oh. Pimps and house. I died the minute you said the theme was. I was like, there was a theme. There was a theme. Pimps. Oh, in my mom's Who little Who set up that theme? I did. <laughs> you seem shocked, Ton. 
I was the queen of that party. We had a, we had a DJ guy from Port Marnock came. Sure. The marquee oh. was there. My gaff. My mom totaled off for like four hours. No way. And Big it was up. such a good party. That like, sounds unreal. I even have people come to me today and saying it's the best party. <laughs> my mom had to clean up the fucking house the day after and she found condoms in the no, back the corridor. Lit. That is a lit sweet 16. And she was randomly, didn't give a you shit. You know someone no, was just no, blowing up no. as a balloon. <laughs> Or like they're leaving there like yeah I, I rode oh, I so where did she find them? So we had this like random lane that connected the three houses and there was a used condom back there My <laughs> mom was she didn't even say it to me I was like mom what's this? She's like nothing I was like it's a condom Yeah Your she found it Your She's good. I am shook I'm shook <laughs> There was like 70 bottles of beer It was mad The guard that came it was gas I mean you need yeah. that so that was my last like big party. Ten years ago, hun. And how the hell Ten did years. that turn no, you off? No, I'm not 27, hun. I'm 26. 26. That was oh, 16. 16. Yeah, I'm just tripping out. But yeah, that was my last big foray into birthday parties. It sounds like you need to have another birthday. I know. That sounds fun. I just get so... I like just smaller occasions. Yeah. I like... I enjoyed it, but you, I was stressed the whole time that like... And you're even young then, so someone else is kind of arranging it all. Yeah. Yeah. My most hated thing about a birthday in your older age is that it's kind of touching on that whole like arranging thing. I was talking to uh, Michael about it before and I was like, I don't want a fucking birthday unless you're going to arrange it from top to bottom. Because the most annoying thing for me is to be like, I'm, you're like, yay, I'm going to have a birthday. You have to freaking figure out what you're going to do. Then you text everyone. You make a group text. Then the minute you make the group text, you start to get these excuses. Mm. I can't do Saturday the 4th. Can we do the 8th? Mm. Oh, well, I can't do the 8th. And then it's like, that's not the thing. The thing is, here's my birthday. Come if you want. But then you kind of get the pressure of like, oh, well, I need them to come and they have yeah. to come. And then you do kind of end up, and then you have to literally liaise with all these people. They're like, hey, hon, where's the karaoke bar? Hey, I'm going to be there at half 10, not half 11. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Until I can get a fucking party planner, I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Or until I can be like, so I'm paying for y'all to go here and then we're all going exactly. here. And there's no pressure. Because people are like, hey, I actually get paid. On the- I, I was know. supposed to get paid. Like that kind of stuff still yeah. happens. Like-, like I'm 30 fucking what? But school, there was just done. like, we all went to the same things. Yeah. Now it's like people have so many options. Yeah. And That's the true. Stress In school, like you, everyone would go to everyone's party and everyone really wanted to go because that was your only kind of and everyone like, was kind of on an equal playing field. Yeah. Like in my school, like you everyone know? was kind of like, the parties were free for all. Like there was yeah. no one not invited to the parties really. Like even in secondary school. And like it was such a great excuse to your parents being like, yeah, but it's Siobhan's birthday. So I have to go. Yeah. And it was just an excuse to get absolutely gee-eyed. <laughs> yeah. And like your mum didn't know because you'd be like staying in your right. Like it was great crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even for New Year's, I think the three of us just chilled out. Like I think mm-hmm. the t- oh we God, just yeah, kind we of prefer like that kind of intimate thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. like for my last birthday, I can't no, remember. No, you were trying to keep it on the DL your last birthday as well. Oh no, I was. Oh, oh I've, hold on, I've had very it much on the so. DL. But I'm trying to, there was one, I think it was when you were in the marina. I remember we had a birthday for me in your apartment that time with like two people. Oh I yeah. I think the year after that, I've just always done and I think that is kind of I mean we were talking about it earlier we can probably go into this now it makes sense we're kind of more one-on-one people yeah like I think I'll do the karaoke thing that was so fun year. because that was really handy what I've learned in older years it's like okay so for example I have a few acquaintances that would make 
their birthday event. Like we, there's different type of people. We're mm. all quite similar in the sense that we don't want to make a big deal. We don't like the fuss. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But there's other types of people who are like, so it's my birthday coming up next month. Like planting the seeds, wanting everyone to know, and then being like, so I'm kind of thinking um, brunch on the Friday morning. <laughs> And then stretch limo into town right early. So now it's gonna yeah. be about eighty or each. Yes, eighty or ahead. Um, and that that girl who just was like birthday crazy. Yeah. Being like, so I'm thinking like I don't know the peach heels with my jumpsuit for my party, my party, my birthday, my birthday. Yeah, and it's like everyone has to have a new outfit. My and birthday. Those people who are like. Oh my god, birthday. I'm so glad I don't know any of those people. None of us are friends with any of those people, though, are we? I, I hate those people. We're so all low key with well, our birthdays. We had that situation a few, like, we did have that situation a couple, couple months ago. Did you? Yeah, months ago. Like, did. but honestly, birthday I bitches know. crop up and they're like, hey girls, so <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> you haven't talked to this bitch in like a year and a half, or actually, no. 11 months to be exact when her last birthday was she's like hey early so and then it's like all the expectation I don't get people who make birthdays that big thing when they can't pay for it yeah I would never dare organise a birthday where we're going to brunch we're having a night out we're going to a weekend away if I'm rich I'm paying for it and you're all coming and that's grand I would never be like so it's 150 euro each basically a hen party yeah, basically every, like it was this, every we were, year like in this kind of low-key group chatty thing and this girl was like you know wanting to go to this really like literally the most expensive restaurant in our local area it's and, so expensive like i mean it's 50 lama. it's like where is it siam thai oh my god so expensive oh and like everyone was kind of writing back being like um could we get the early bird uh i'll try and get off work like it was, it was already name. confusing and she was just like eh, i don't know if i don't think i'm gonna make it out for the early bird so we we're like Brilliant. And um, yeah, so then on the day, like, I think me and Jack were like, We scuttled in for 50. We couldn't be arsed yeah. paying 80 euro for like bloody time. We were going to get like a one ton soup. Oh my yeah. God. Do you know those parties as well? What happens is, right, you're us, you go, I'm just going to go in, I'm going to have the side salad and a mm-hmm. cocktail, right? Mm-hmm. You go in, for you one. do it. Yeah. The bill comes. So we're just going to spit it all evenly? I barf into my sleeve. I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm like, no, hon. I fucking got a side salad and a five euro happy hour cocktail. See, it's yeah, it's awkward literally. doing that though. It's so awkward. It is like, awkward. I have oh, my I change of six euro here. There but you go. Thank you. But you're like, always with the person who's like, I'll have another cocktail. Thanks. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go on. Go on. Or go you on. get it's half like, a glass. I'm not bottle, paying for Siobhan to be getting pissed like yeah. in the corner when I'm here on a budget. Do you know what I mean? That happened to me and my friend Taya once. Oh my god, it was so funny. So I was in Milan to visit Taya, and we were both broke as. fuck fuck like we were, I was 22 she was 24 or something like that yes she is older <laughs> oh well but we were going out and we were like fucking broke like having the cheapest nights right so we randomly ran into two of her friends and we were like oh hey and they were like they work for MTV or Vice or something like that and we were all having these drinks and they were like oh we're going out to dinner do you want to come and me and T- Taya were like yeah okay like we were like, like lit you know so we're like yeah grand let's go went into this really fancy fucking hotel in milan it was like milan's oldest hotel that, or restaurant that had this fucking tree grown in the middle of it and me and tay were like <laughs> anyway we order food they order like steak tartare oh. like all this really expensive me and tay were like broke as fuck and we weren't even hungry we just had a vertivo mm. so we were like okay we've already eaten so we both we ordered this like caprese salad to share they ordered a bottle of wine me and tay drank water and we were like okay grand we were just there for the lols to be honest mm. 
Bill comes. He's like, it's 45 euro each. Me and Tay were like, oh. <laughs> and like, I think we were just so in shock. Oh, I know. That we were like, and they were a couple and they worked full time. I'm pretty sure one of them was a producer for MTV. Like Europe. But still, like, you know. Still. We were literally like, jaw on the floor that's painful and like I I was like it was my last day on the holiday and I, I was know. like and you're always scrimping <gasps> on the last day like I'm, it was just that vibe of when you're younger and it's like you're on that holiday where you're like I've no money you know what I mean you're like yeah. cheap as fuck and I remember me and Tay were like oh okay and like me and Tay still talk about that like we're still like shook over it no, because sometimes you find yourself opening your purse handing it out <laughs> your, like it happened to another friend of mine who I will not name. Like she is just like she has a lot of really wealthy friends who are like a really good jobs, like Southside. Like they're always like, oh, it's this person's hen. Oh, it's Darlene's birthday. We're all going out for little drinky poos and tapas. And she's just like has to come along. It's always or else, tapas. Yeah, it's always and tapas. she's like <laughs> she tacos. has to come along because like she'll be freaking like. Just like the, the, she'll be talked about if she's not there it's kind of like what's up with her she never home oh, that yeah, kind of stuff yeah, so yeah. she went and there was literally like the biggest table in the restaurant they were all around <laughs> and she was ordering like she was fucking starving but was getting like the house beer oh, and yeah. I think she got like sweet potato <laughs> fries and a side of rice like something yeah, oh, so sides, bad like. yeah. <laughs> and then there were like a couple of the girls were out for Siggy's when the bill came around and like this really posh guy got up and he was like okay so look Charlene Darnell and Audrey are out having a steak look we'll just split it and forget about then and oh. she was like hang on, I, 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 I need a smoke too so yeah like, sorry cancel cancel like. and so she didn't only have to pay like split it down evenly she had to pay in for, for the people who were down having a Siggy because money is such a blase oh, thing that it's like oh look God. go get us a drink in the next place and she was just like did she pay in the end? Like again, there were so many people. Yeah, was, like you're on your own in that situation. Yeah. So I don't like honestly, if you are a birthday bitch, no one wants to go <laughs> to a fucking brunch restaurant or spend any money on your birthday. No one does. No. Do something that is nice and fun and cheap. Go on the fucking Viking splash tour. That's why I went to karaoke. Karaoke was the easiest, and also uh, like, like me and Eva, our friend, we were just like, I'm sorting this out. We just we were like. Don't worry about it, Lindsay. We did the math. We're like, everyone has a fucking tenner. You give, because yeah. we, we just spit it on our card. And I was like, you owe me a tenner. You owe me a tenner. You owe me a tenner. People gave their money. It was grand. But like, it was a tenner. Like, yeah, I mean, be aware of money. Even if you think that your friends might buy like a pretty little thing, dress every week. That's like, that doesn't mean that they want to fucking no. spend money on noodle soup for your birthday. Yeah. Like, you know, just do something fun. And like, that's. I just hate, I hate those bitches who are like my birthday. People are obsessed with their birthday, birthday are just I think insecure. No one gives a fuck mm. about your birthday, hun. It's just very attention seeking. They're the same bitches well, who are gonna have the really expensive head. And you know what? Those people who are obsessed with their birthday call it like their birthday month. Oh yeah. They're like, so we're actually thinking of having a little spa date in Wicklow. Really great place. Um, two hundred and fifty euro for the two nights. So obviously two I won't be paying. Be, it's my birthday. It'd be half a night for two hundred fifty euro. I'll tell you that much. Three hundred and fifty. Mm. I'm not paying. It's my birthday. Yeah. I'm Bernie's. actually driving down at Conal. Um, so you can figure out your own shit. Yeah, I think it's thirty euro taxi from the train. So do you grand. know anyone like that, Jack? Like birthday bitches. I actually don't. Like, I don't know them either. I think we might like just avoid them. Do we, Lindsay? Do you, know, you yeah, we do. We do. See, with that mine one time would be acquaintances, year. but I would purse like I would 
purposely just avoid those people because yeah. I don't want to go to their birthday anyway. I, I, I'm shook that they're asking me to spend to <laughs> drop seventy euro. It's to celebrate gas, their though, birth that happened twenty eight years ago. Like I mean, your it birthday comes once over a year. the age of twenty one is meaningless. Let's be real. Even yeah. now that like the new thing, I think it's like a sign of the times where like. You know the way like Obviously your 21st birthday Used to be your 21st birthday Because it's like You're an actual adult And you're probably getting married And having a baby in three months mm. But like nowadays It's like everyone's saying It's the 30th It's like the 30th yeah. Is now the new 21st mm. It like, totally I'm, is I'm like 30 in, two, in a year and a half And I'm like I have to have a 30th I have to Fuck that That's why I think I wanted to do the karaoke Because I did nil For my 30th mm. I literally Went out for dinner With my mum and dad And it was great And I loved that yeah. But then Again, you can do something really low key and be happy with it yourself, but then you get people being like, "Oh, was super! What did you do?" That's, that's when it presses on. What did you get? And you're like, "Nothing." I did nothing, and I got nothing. So can you fuck off, please, Sandra? Give me money in a cart, please, or just don't talk to me about it. I think karaoke is fucking was like we should all do that. We got a little nag in six euro. Yeah, Turn her in. You were able to, to like rent. sneak in your little drink and it was great crack. Even if you didn't sneak in the drink. The, honestly, we didn't. The sneaking in the drink made me slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> no, but they didn't give a damn. I just felt bad. We didn't sneak ours in though. No, but even if you didn't sneak it in, the drinks there were like four euro. For the no. drink was like, so cheap. It was like random ass drinks that like. The sense was amazing. Every song we ever wanted was on it. And you were great. in control. You had your own little room. Yeah. But no, there are bring your own beer ones. Oh yeah, there are. So I think that one was like, they didn't care. Stuff like that Jack okay so before we go on to the next point what, What's your perfect birthday? Uh, this is kind of perfect guys I'm loving this I'm this loving it Cutie Even though we got you at work I know you guys were like No you don't have to do it It's okay And I'm like no Literally chill out with my two Fucking favourite gals It's perfect This kind of shit's my fave Kind of birthday deal Like usually I'll make Michael Bring me out for a really nice meal Yeah Cause like I'm just I love a night where I'm like I'm not paying for fucking anything mm-hmm. And like I don't Me and Michael don't do Birthday presents for each other do you know? No, because like my birthday's November and well, then you Christmas do a meal is for like your yeah, we do a meal. So like my birthday's November, his is the day after Lindsay's LOL, another Pisces. Yeah. So So mad. Which is mad. But so like, they're both kind of like equidistance to Christmas. So I'm just like, I just can't be arsed thinking about two presents a year for you. Mm. We both love food. So Perfect I'm like delicious meal. What I, I bring him out for dinner, he brings me out for dinner. Of course. Grand. Yeah. Like and then I get something too, and he gets something. Yeah, yeah, true. You're both enjoying it's not just it, didn't like he? Random pre- like I could give a fuck about some ra- like what's he gonna do? Ring Lindsay? What does Jenny want? Like he can't barely think for Christmas. I have to tell him exactly what to get. Yeah. I couldn't be ours getting a fucking one year. What did you get me? Oh, sorry, my God, I do love you and all, but like, dear God, I think I think it was my birthday. He got me. He was like, "You're gonna love it," and I was like. Oh dear God! Like when Michael tells me he's got a surprise present, I'm like, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> he got me a a massager, like a electric, like it was like a, a flap, like kind of black <laughs> sheet. It would just vibrated. He was like, "You'll love that because your shoulders are always sore." <laughs> like, That's lovely. But Do you gas. put it on your bed, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, every night. No, I mean, is that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're supposed to put it on a chair and be like. But I was like. Would you not just buy me a massage? And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Do you ever use it? Yes. Yeah. She's using it right now. It's she right. Has it with her. <laughs> I still have it. I still own it. 
and it's in my I saw room. that in adverts.ie <laughs> <laughs> made, made a score off it Linz what's your favourite what's your ideal birthday honestly that the karaoke was the first it thing I'd done so in fun. like in so many years and I was freaking out before because like the thing about any setting up of a birthday like you'll set up your little whatsapp group and everyone will be like yes fucking yes <laughs> and then the day of the birthday everyone's like I'm feeling kind of sick yeah people don't write to you when they say like I'll definitely be there you get the more texts that you get are being like honey wish I could come enjoy tonight and you're like oh my god no you're one's like, coming my dad is a there's two gonna day. be three people in here fuck this <laughs> is so alright like and it's like you're kind of it's the worry of it being like the one friend from college the one friend from work that you kind of like yeah it's, it's the whole like marrying different friends like at least That's in school me out the most. it was like school friends we all have that in common yeah. now when you're older it's like you have here, here. yeah yeah and it's yeah. like you have to like she has to have a friend to keep her occupied yeah. for the night and, and then it's a plus one and then you're like oh i'm asking someone to randomly pay for my birthday they don't even know me i know, I don't know and then but the karaoke thing was great because like there weren't weren't like a shit ton of people there, but it was a perfect amount. To be honest. Yeah, By but you didn't actually like need that many people there to make it seem full, so that was great because, um, if you have like a party in your house, I think you need like a lot of people for it to be. Yeah. So I would do that karaoke thing again. I think I'll just have that as my birthday thing. It was fab. Yeah. And everyone enjoyed it as well. It was so fun. So well, I think low key pimps and hoes party again because I think I'm pimps and hoes. Needing I, that, Jack. I'd Jack, love... I'm needing that for your thirtieth one. Four years, get it on. Oh. Please do a recap. In your mama I, want, house. I want the marquee. I'll bring Michael. I'll ride up the lane. All right. <laughs> gas. Yeah. Literally, I think that'd be fucking gas. Do it's it. So fun. Repeats. Fifteen years later. So, Linz, you have an outsider moment to share. It's actually also to do with birthdays. I do believe so. Outsider is obviously our fab so- uh, sponsor, and it's all about celebrating being yourself and being extra. Remember the year? Oh yes, 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 yes. Sorry, <laughs> Lindsay's I was like, like, "What's my?" Husband? Jenny was shooting me eyes. I was like, "What have I done now?" Uh, <laughs> no, I remembered one of my favy memories from primary school. I was in quite a small primary school. And everyone like whose birthday it was, we were just all automatically invited to. And one year we went to, there was this gal who actually is a low-key influencer, but I'm not naming names. No, 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 I wouldn't do that. But um, so it was her birthday and she's extremely like extrovert. She's very like showbiz. An outsider, huh? An outsider. Yeah, she just loved performing, was like, you know, just gas, biatch, even in primary school. And so we went over to her house and like party, just going around, having our little marshmallows and all that kind of stuff. And then her mum and dad were like, quiet down, she's going to do a show. <laughs> and she stood up on her dining room table. Why is Dressed <laughs> as Madonna, cone boobs. How old are you, 9, 10? 9, 10. And like literally gave a performance. I can't believe that. And like that. we were kids, not bothered. We were like, yeah, great. And the mum and dad were like, Quiet! <laughs> And watch her perform. We were like, why? <laughs> and when she's singing and like, live, she was literally like ma- lip syncing. Lip syncing. I think they gave her a fake little mic. Oh like, and a fake little like, mic. Yeah, like it was just like low key, like you know, twerking. If that was even oh. a thing back then, oh. like it was just so gas. I love that. So I mean, like that is about uh, being an outsider is kind of about releasing your inner kind of freak. Kid. And that's also kind of just about like it's my party. <laughs> I craft. I want to be. Yeah, I can get up. You watch me. 
You watch won't watch me, me perform. Madonna did the same thing, huh? Madonna did the exact same like, thing. Like at my birthday party, I did the Bono thing, which was that was so with good. the sunglasses. Beautiful Wait, day. Yeah, we'll wrap it up the uh, a lightsaber moment, though. But yes, on your birthday, like be yourself. Don't be a bitch and get your friends to pay seventy euro for a freaking fancy schmancy get meal. Get them in your living living room. But yes, do a performance and like be that bitch for the day. Yeah. But like. You know, they don't want to pay. And don't feel bad if you're staying with your parents as well. If, so you, want, if you want to do fuck so off. True. You know? So true. If you want to stay your in your thing. room, shut the curtains and watch like reality TV. Don't feel like you have to bend to the herd. Yeah. An outsider is being what you want to be doing, what the fuck you want to do. Exactly. And being okay with it. And if everybody isn't okay with it, cancel those hoes. So thanks, outsider, for sponsoring us. As always, we love you. You're a little whore yourself. I just love it. <laughs> so side of slats. Okay, guys, on a more serious, mm. serious somber note. Mm. So obviously this podcast is called It Gals, and that came from mine and Lindsay's ding, love ding. It girls, of yeah. It Girls. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. talked about It Girls. Now We've actually, what bore the damn name mm-hmm. was when Tara. Palmer Tompkinson talk, talked about it in our first podcast we yeah. spoke about her this is what really birthed the name it girl it came on um, it was on Daily Mail TPT died she was a royal kind of she was linked like royal to the royal she of. was just like yeah. and she had died and she had like all these drug issues and now we have another it girl it gal another it gal death unfortunately Miss Annabelle Nielsen 49 Passed away 49 in her Chelsea apartment. We're going to read about her now. We have the Jelly Mail thing up. So in case you don't know who she Annabelle is. Annabelle Nielsen. So, stunning name. So, she was a model and socialite. Her body was found at her three million pound home oh. in Chelsea last Thursday. Annabelle was pictured days earlier at a wedding of her ex, Edward Spencer Churchill. Wow. He was a Rothschild, by the way. Oh. No, that she had two. She had two death. extremely wealthy, and he was a like, Churchill. aristocratic. She yeah, ma- a Churchill, Churchill. And a Rothschild. She had two. She divorced Rothschild after like two years and got yeah. Yeah. three years. She was the first wife of Nat Rothschild, and they were married from ninety four to ninety seven. <laughs> and she was a British aristocrat. She was a heroin addict at sixteen after <gasps> a brutal attack, which is really horrific because I read about it when I saw. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. Wow. Yeah. And then um, she was also Alexander McQueen was her best friend and was the, she was the last person who saw him before his death. So really just an interesting, like a layered woman of mm. like a fantastic kind of like she just had so many contacts like she was like just a, an it gal. That is like the quintessential it girl. Like an who it is she? girl we don't even know. is someone who like. Obviously, like Kate Moss, all these are it girls. But to me, the essence of an it girl is someone who, like, to be honest, no one knows what you do. Like, who the fuck you are. You're just always around these fabulous people. But this is what, that is how the name, that is how literally it gal was actually made from TPT. Yeah. That's why we started it as well. Because um, I think it was, could have been Grazia magazine who actually coined the phrase. Or there was a magazine who coined the phrase it gal. And it was... To describe, it girl. we coined like, the phrase it girl. Oh, we, yeah, we coined <laughs> it girl. Mm. them, <laughs> but um, <laughs> like yeah, magazines needed to, to put a, like they obviously talking about Kate Moss, Naomi Campbell, like Sadie Frost. It's like actresses, socialite, like or actresses, 
it's an all-encompassing term designer but like an it gal was not a model was not a designer was not any of those things but they were still like constantly in the media yeah, they were like around. yeah it was mm. kind of a, a 20th late 20th century way of referring to like a socialite right like it was like you, they were usually socialites they, they were, were usually... so, no socialite became for ico that's what i mean it was like the modern mm. version of socialite. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know what i mean it was like how they referred to socialites like a socialite was very much in like the 50s and 60s was like oh woman about town but yes. like to be honest to be a socialite you kind of had to have this like no I think this woman did but you kind of had to have be born into kind of a scene but an it gal or it girl should I say could kind of be from anywhere I feel like an it yeah, girl yeah. can you can just work your way up and like especially in the 90s I mean obviously these upper echelons of society were kind of more accessible I feel as in if you just hung around the right people and went to the right parties you yeah, probably if end you up, just got in yeah, like, yeah even if you look at Alexander McQueen like I mean he came from like nothing he was like a normal person yeah. and like mm-hmm. then he became like you know best friends of Kate Moss and all these like fabulous mm. amazing people mm. so it's like if you were just randomly friends with him then it's like his girl like say for example a socialite would be someone like Lady Victoria or Harvey. Edie Sedgwick Edie Sedgwick was, yeah know, they were just from- like Basically, it was that they were so rich they didn't have to work. Yeah. But it was also like they were born with the contact. Totally. So it's like, say, people from like, there's a guy, Jack Guinness, who's like basically yeah. a socialite. He was born into the Guinness family and he just hangs around with like, um, you know, Suki Woodhouse and the, like Ale- those Alexa kind of Chong people. And Daisy Aussie. fucking low. And he's just like Bops waltzing around. With the Whopper Yeah. Yeah. But he has his foundation in Guinness like he has a kind of like mm. a weight behind him like so, Guinness. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly but yeah and it gal was kind of like like just random girl could have been anyone like even that girl Corey Kennedy who oh, was yeah. like a kind oh. of tumbler it gal Corey Kennedy was one of my f- do you know her Jack? no so this is a real throwback this will show a generation gap I think yeah people will be like oh before there were blogs there was a website called the Cobra Snake oh and the cobra snake was this photographer who basically was a nightlife photographer. Like, so all these kind of nightlife things that came up, like, you remember, like, at war and all these nightclubs in Dublin where they'd be, like, taking pictures of people at party. Like, that all came from the cobra snake. The cobra snake was, he like... He invented this new genre. It was, like, nightlife photography at these super cool, like, it started off in, like, LA, LA. and stuff. Like these deadly parties, everyone was dressed like super fucking cool, looking it was really when, like, nasty. Like, gal days. was just coming up really cool, like, and so he basically, but like obviously in all of his pictures, kind of ended up being the same people because they'd all hang around the this same one pe- yeah. group, but it was and like they were cute. just dressed deadly and like they had like a super massive flash so their skin looked flawless yeah. and, you and know. Corey oh. Kennedy was basically like his muse she was like 16 at the time which is yeah. pretty creepy she's about the same mm. age as me so I remember like when I was 16 I was like I want to be this girl what yeah, the I fuck I was like who the fuck is she this was girl? like rake thin like long curly thick brown hair but she, she really was gorgeous. Wa- she like, was gorgeous but, but she wasn't like Drop. No, she wasn't like a model, but she was a model. But like, she was kind of like, she had big kind of bug features, like big eyes, kind of a she big was nose. A, but like, she became a model because she yeah. was just... She was a Nick girl. Yeah. And he kind of projected her into it. But anyway, so Annabelle Nielsen was just, I think, kind of like, you know, uh, a stalwart of the... If they hear age. that ring, I know. I know. The takeaway That's downstairs. my stupid takeaway. And if you're listening, can you take your phone off the fucking hook? Because this happens on the regular... <laughs> I know what it was. I thought it was your actual. Design. I know it's the like echo of it's really annoying. Yeah. But so if you can hear Annabelle that, that's Nielsen what it is. basically was was she gorgeous by the way? Was she gorgeous? Annabelle beautiful, 
Okay. So I does Nick Lisa was gorge. No, she's not really that. Oh, I thought she was gorgeous. I don't know if it girls have to okay. be gorgeous. No, they don't. They don't. I don't think they do. They just T- have to have ish. TPT. Yeah. Was not. No, TPT was. Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, when I say she's not gorgeous. I'm well, not I joking. saw a different picture. I saw a different. Uh, no, okay, that's, that's a bad picture. picture. I think she had something. I think I read actually. I saw some picture of her. Alexander I, McQueen. You look, she looked pretty. No, I think she got major surgery. I think uh, some actually. I could have read this wrong. <laughs> no, the, I think she had a really like when she was 16. Apparently, she went on a gap year, and she had a really brutal attack, and she was like strapped to a tree and like oh really God. attacked really badly and I think there was some disfigurement to her face uh, and stuff like oh. that so she has quite I think she, she got quite extensive surgery I mean she's, she's gorgeous cute. but she's like kind of different looking I just mean that she isn't famous for it like yeah her... she's not famous for her looks but I mean like as far I mean like that's pretty gore like for 49 yeah. Like, yeah. No, but I do think she like I Obviously think something came, came off, from like. the <laughs> assault and she had to get some kind of reconstructive oh my god that's so sad surgery which is and she said um that fucking ringing they can't really hear annoying. it they can't hear yeah it. i know they can't hear that but okay so yeah she had some really brutal attack and then she got into heroin when she was 16 mm-hmm. so she was like she is like some descendant of the royals she's attached to the royals so that's kind of how she um, got in, got yeah, that. and that's yeah. how she would have ran in those circles, and that's when mm-hmm. she met her first husband, was the Rothschild guy. The Rothschild, yeah, and which is just like I mean, if you don't know who the Rothschilds are, just Google them. They're one of the most powerful families in the world. Mm-hmm. So they just see when she married him, she was young. That was in like ninety, I think it's like ninety four to ninety seven. She was fifty when she died. So, so this would have been 20, after twenty years uh, ago. Yeah, yeah, thirty. So they only had like a short marriage, and apparently it was just a very like party, party, party marriage. They were like just like just doing God knows what to be honest and if she was already mm. a heroin addict at 16 it was like I think they just had a very like toxic kind of mm. relationship and then when that marriage split I think they paid her off a massive sum to keep numb about the yeah. marriage because that's what like, I heard that she got a, apparently the divorce she got a massive oh. I mean because they literally have money to burn yeah the Rothschilds are like not even fucking around like I know but everyone also says they like, have Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world like he doesn't have cash the Rothschilds have like money cash. do you like, know where they the Rothschilds from? they're originally from Germany I mean they're one of the oldest families in the world they basically used to pretty much run Europe so like they backed Napoleon and the English during the Napoleon war they're I mean they're like insanely rich like it's not mm-hmm. like a oh you know they had they owned a company of guns it's like mm. it's like old Germanic royal money like it's the oldest money you can probably get is Rothschild money I actually haven't heard them before either really? until uh, until until I heard they're, that I mean did you Lindsay they're involved in the Illuminati I'd heard of the no I had heard of the name I know that Rothschild is a, like the name just sounds posh name. I mean it sounds like majestic. money falling out of my mouth oh, like, yeah I can barely gold. say it I'm that, yeah. not rich. I mean they're they're an old Jewish family Extre- I mean the wealth is like I mean so and one example is have you ever seen um, Salvador Dali's party in the 70s where they all dress up in these crazy demonic have you ever seen that uh, all those pictures from mm. the have you ever, you must have seen where, I think like, I have Audrey Hepburn's there and she yeah. has this mad like box on her head yeah that was a Rothschild it was a Rothschild party in a Rothschild that mansion amazing they're like if you, any I mean if, pretty much any big money thing that's pretty much ever happened like they invested in like the Central Bank of America like they're deep into mm-hmm. crazy yeah. shit like I mean very nefarious kind of like they're probably not as powerful as they were 
back in like the 1800s but like but in it's the 18- just old in the 1800s like they would have been probably the most powerful family in the world so they have money to burn so she got paid as in so like they, got paid would, they could throw her 300 million and not really notice and then know? she went on to have another relationship with a guy called Lord Edward Spencer Churchill you're like <sighs> is it Churchill yeah so I mean oh. I'm pretty sure he's related to another Winston Churchill like. mm. <laughs> but um, was he gorge actually was Rothschild's gorge is that, are they, they are go- hot <laughs> they're Ni- just Nikki like, Hilton's married to a Rothschild yeah <gasps> interesting and um, mm. so then I think it was like a week ago she actually attended the wedding of that Churchill ex-boyfriend with Kate Moss with Alice Temperley the designer Naomi Campbell too so like yeah really like just like high up Macy's and then she was um, she was found dead in her Chelsea do we know apartment. what it was yet was it a suicide gonna... or it seems like something like they said non-suspicious so they usually okay. say that when it's a, a suicide. suicide or an overdose or something like that mm. okay so it was possibly so, suicide we don't know but we don't know we don't know. we don't know we don't know we probably will they take a while for that kind it's of stuff so to come out but then she sad. wasn't that she was actually I don't know if it even would have hit Daily Mail apart from the fact that literally the week mm. before she'd been on Instagram with Kate Moss and Anna Templey and that well, photograph well I think because she was on that Bravo show like it was basically like Real Housewives of London kind of thing mm-hmm. she had been Ladies of London Ladies of London so that was actually pretty big like I mean that had kind of put her that had got her famous for being herself because beforehand she was kind of adjacent famous right she's like Alexander McQueen's best friend she's Kate Moss's best friend she's mm. kind of one of those people that like you see in all these pictures but you never would have known her but like that show like I found out about it because people I knew had watched that show and were tweeting about it being like oh my god like mm-hmm. I thought she was just a character from a real housewife show and then I looked her up and I was like oh my yeah, god yeah she was on like, a show basically that was just about ladies of London it was called so let's move on to I think the next part part of the story that I feel we have like a bit more to say about a bit more nuance Mm-hmm. a little bit more in depth one part of um, when I was reading about her death and what she had kind of spoken about like that really like oh touch me was that she was talking about Alexander McQueen who I mean if you don't know was obviously one of the most iconic fashion designers like probably ever especially in modern times mm-hmm. and they were like best friends and she said that like they were they would share a bed every single night. Like they were just that kind of bond between like, like a gay best friend without, you know, using like stereotypical thing. But like that bond is like a different kind of bond, I think. And she, you know, she even said that like he proposed to her at one point mm. and she was like, my biggest regret in life is not saying yes, which is just mad. Just when say. he died and she yeah. was the last person to see him that he would have seen. She found the body, did she? Um, no, I, I think his, do you know Jack? Do you, I think his, Found like McQueen's I, body. I don't think she found. I think. Um, I think she actually might have I been the first person did. who was called or something. There's yeah. some detection there anyway. She, no, she was the last person who saw him, and alive. this was said yeah. in the article. So I think that kind of means that she must have. But I thought I read as well. Anyway, I they, on, anytime there's a celebrity death, usually a suicide, it's there. Um, assistant who finds them. Honestly, yeah, it happened with Robin Williams. True. It happened Keith with Fletcher, um, right? Seymour Hoffman. Like. The fucking assistants that was fine. Yeah. But it's interesting with McQueen. Yeah. Because he had like these three, I think he had like three or four female friends that he was so close to. Yeah. That he had these real intense connections with. With Isabel Blow as well. And it's interesting how he built up these really intense connections with these, I think some, like, no, she wasn't single, but 
These, she was single at the time. I think she was single at the time. So yeah. like they had this kind of platonic kind of relationship that built up. And I think she even called him her boyfriend. Oh yeah. She was like, Who I did. Um, um, your woman, Nielsen, Annabelle. Annabelle used to call McQueen her, her boyfriend. Yeah. Which is interesting because. I did read that. Yeah. I remember reading that. Like I meant that's interesting because. That's mad. I didn't read that. What constitutes a boyfriend? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And mm. she was considering marrying him. Yeah. But and, again, platonic. But that's what I mean, like, in the modern age. Like, I mean, what, when did he die? 2008, was it? Around no, 2010. 2010. Do you mind leaving? Sorry. And, like, I remember she said that, like, it was... It was, I think he only asked her to marry him in, like, 2006. He asked her to marry him multiple times. But they I think were him, like, probably almost living like a married couple. Yeah. And then, like, so him asking her to marry him was probably just, like, will we just live like this? Like... Yeah, it's like, they obviously, you know... I guess what we're kind of getting at is that like they got something out of that relationship that like, you know, obviously me and Lindsay have spoken a lot about <clears throat> female friendships and you know how they're very close and I've spoken about this like to some of my friends, especially male friends before as well. Like, you know, when when two girlfriends have a fight, it's so intense and it's literally like you're fighting with your partner. Um, But like there is that, that you also have that kind of connection with like your gay friends, your gay male friends as well, I feel. And I think it's maybe it's like the weird eradication of ever having a sexual... It's kind of something. like this. Okay, I think honestly, everyone is searching for something like, and I think, you know, you can have a good job. You can like, I'm obviously single again. And I now I'm like, oh, I'm back in the search of like, you know my soulmate or whatever you know that kind of stuff you're like I think there's just this like relationships are a big conversation amongst just humans it's like are you settled are you single mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. you gay straight like mm-hmm. what's going on with that and like I remember the fucking scene in Sex and City when she's like why can't we be each other's soulmates when she's like what if oh ladies what if mm. Eating the, the other day I had a thought <laughs> what if we'd never met Two different so scenes there. I'm two, different scenes. <laughs> two different scenes. I two different seasons. Two different seasons. Always do that with Sex and Jack. And Jack always catches that. Yeah. He's like, you're talking season, season seven. Season six, <laughs> episode seven. But what I'm saying <laughs> Episode four, it's yeah. It's a point we No, honey, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But what, what I mean what's is the like, Jack? like, what's the what? Jack of the actual season? When like, they're having the last split and they're all like, they fuck up for Carrie's birthday, didn't show up, and then they're like, let's be each other's soulmates and oh, yeah. have guys these, these additional things in our life, which I think that is... That we have fun with. Why are we focusing so much on like... It's probably the most iconic quote, I think, from Sex and City, because I see that quoted a lot. It, yeah. But like, like, when I find myself broken up again, I always will go back to that quote because I'm just like, I'm searching for something that has never really fit in my life. Like, like... I don't really get on with straight men. Um, yeah. Like, I don't really have many straight men, male friends. I, like, I get on with women and gay men. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so then it kind of is a bit of a, like, mind-boggling thing to be like, okay, if I'm going to settle down and, like, get in a relationship, it's obviously because I'm straight with a straight man. But, like, I, but, I, I don't... So you're kind like, of getting the point that you could think you could sell down with a gay guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay said this like I'm joking but not joking. She's like staring at Jack in the eye. She's like a tear in her eye <laughs> while she's fancying a ginger. I fan- like literally the other week. Like I was like I fancy a ginger guy, and Jack's like, Lindsay, you're looking for me. In these no, men. I shouldn't say you that. You did say that. I Jack. paused and was like, okay, you know I'm a ginger, and. <laughs> 
And when Jack, you're like, he's kind of looks like. I and then he does extremely look like Jack. He does extremely look like me. And, <laughs> and, he fr- never... and Lindsay does always go on with her gorgeous jacket. Oh. oh my God. Anytime I'm lit, I'm like, look at my model best friend. She, you... lo- she always goes, look into his eyes. You did it. I bought him so yeah. on a bus. You're like, I was like, photograph him. Photograph him now. You literally were saying that to the photographer. He's a model. He's, He's a, a model. model. He's a model, oh baby. But what's interesting is that Alexander McQueen and Isabel Blow moved, like lived together. And for a couple of years. And they were in a really intense relationship as well. So it's kind of going back to like, so obviously he had relationships with men as well, like sex relationships, mm-hmm. Alexander McQueen. But they but weren't he, fulfilling them the same way. But his relationships weren't spoken about. Because I actually think he was in a relationship with a male when he, mm. he died. He was, he was, yeah. But it so. wasn't really spoken of. Like no. his female relationships were a lot known more. for spe- his romantic relationships. He was known for these women that he I, had around the They time, weren't right? as maybe impassioned or important or whatever like they just but do you think that standard for women with gay men or do you think were unusual or do you think like I feel like because obviously if you're a straight couple most likely that relationship is the most important thing I don't think they're like oh my god I've got another you know I just think it's kind of like not boxing people into certain things like just because maybe like you know physically I'm attracted to straight men for example and I want to and gay men but but like <laughs> me and Jack don't want to like no I know you know, I know. <laughs> like we would never well, one night <laughs> maybe night yeah keep on supping baby <laughs> birthday sex. Jack had three cans one night <laughs> woo two cans on yeah. but like I mean like it is random though like I've always said this in the podcast like that I'm not like I don't really get on with straight men. I like, do, and that's and where you we do, differ. But like, differ, but like at the same time, I just don't know many of like my my relationships, my friendships with gay men are so different from my friendships with straight men because I do think controversial statement. Maybe some women will get on my arse about this. I do think no matter what, when you are in a friendship with someone who you could possibly have sex with, mm-hmm. that is always an underlying. Sexual. Current, yeah, yeah. It's just always kind of there, even if you don't fancy them, even if they don't fancy you. It's just a it's kind a- of pink elephant in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're not conscious of it, like, because even okay, so, so for example, right? If I have a gay, a, a straight male friend, and we're both single, grand, mm-hmm. we're popping around, we're having fun, blah, blah blah. They get a girlfriend. That's already a kind of. The girlfriend has to then accept you and... It tilts the friendship. I get that. But if I have my gay... My male friend who is gay, they get a boyfriend, we're just gonna have more Which is interesting. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you it's more of you <laughs> but also I kind of find it like say with Jack and I like because there is not that question of sex in our or fan, in mm. any way that's what I mean it's Relax. such a pure relationship do you know what I mean well like sex doesn't come into it at all yeah like, and it, it's just so pure it's like just us and like we're around the world but you get that from women too yeah yeah you do so that, but yeah. then why is it different in that way that's what's interesting. I think it's the the masculine energy. Like this mm. is my opinion on it. Okay, so you know, Sing as <laughs> like a female on female relationship mm-hmm. is very intense and it's very kind of emotionally based and it's very kind of it is it just intense is the word to describe it. I find, and I love the intensity. Like it's not intense in a negative way. It's just kind of very involved. And it's very feminine energy. Well, like, say, before Jack came this evening, like, Jenny was over for a couple hours before. Yeah. And Jenny and I are like... Yeah. <laughs> Jack comes, he balances it out. It's yeah. just that masculine energy. You it really do is. get a masculine... Like, it's like what I... It's like the best of what I have for my straight male friends without mm. any of the underlying... Of the sexual... Sexual opportunity. Stuff. Even, like, I mean... And it's not even saying that, like, everyone of my male friends I want to bang. It's not even that. It's like, even if they're guys who are, like, your cousin. Like, you know, you're, you've known them for so long that it's, like, not even in your like consciences but there is that subconscious thing of like I think that you know uh, well, do they fancy me like I've had friends where like I felt couldn't have been more platonic with these straight men but like if they're really into me and someone might mention them like oh he's mad into you I'm like uh that <laughs> immediately throws off the friendship I don't though. even know if it's like heightened in Ireland because of like Ireland's relationship towards sex it's quite like you know I don't know I was brought up in obviously my religious background and stuff like that men were always kind of like you know my mum would say like be careful with having male friends they kind of you know that stuff was introduced very early on, early on, on just up. kind of like mm. men equals sex men want more than friendship mm. this 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 and like I just feel like that still exists now even in my like 31 like even within conversations of friends, like, to, like I might have a new straight male friend at the moment, and the, like that Jenny knows, and he's one of my friends. Yeah, I'm sharing. <laughs> yeah, so Jenny has this guy that she knows, and like, I, I might be friends with him now, but it's like we've already <laughs> I love had, this. Like, I, I haven't. Might be friends. I haven't even had like met up with the guy to be friends because we're fucking making music. But we've all, me and Jenny already had the converse, conversation being like, is yes. it a fancy thing? Oh my God, what the fuck? Is it more than that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that would never have happened if but he happened to be gay. But that's interesting because with gay men, you're saying you trust them more immediate. 
or like you you feel more connected to them in some way whereas with straight men you're like oh huh. yeah. is that you or is it them I think it's us but I think it's also like a societal thing but I, I don't know it's, it's kind of this weird thing of like it's just the underlying question of are they asking me to hang out because they like me or do they fancy me and like you know it's not saying that like oh men are trying to do you think us. it's a type of girl like the way that like say for example you and I dress provocatively we are sexy motherfuckers we know yeah. that like, mm. we're like sexual people call a spade a spade we're hot we yeah. water men signs, fancy baby. us like I can bloody walk down the street without being with you and I'm like that's illegal now but anyway <laughs> <laughs> but like maybe you know those girls who are casually like a bit more tomboy who like don't wear makeup you know who those kind of girls they can be more friends with guys and like no one really bats a bloody eyelid um well i think that's well i think what you're talking is more like society's opinion but i'm more talking about like your i think what jack was kind of getting at maybe is more your own inner dialogue yeah that's like you yourself trust gay is that what you mean like gay men quicker than straight men well, I think it's because, yeah, you feel, and for me anyway, it's, it's that you feel, well, you know, <laughs> not that you feel, you know that, like, there's no sexual attraction there. So it's all of a sudden, it's already like, okay, cool. But there is but that, I've what? Been. But what, I think it's a society thing of being like, I know gay men. I know, like, I just, I just know a gay man. Mm. And I know straight men, but I know them for... A different but, but it's also your reason. mom's perspective from when you're younger yeah. it's not completely like this unbiased like view, I think you know? possibly if it, it's a societal thing if like if I was brought up even in schools like it was very much like the girls hung out only in fourth year did kind of like the sexes integrate a bit and we kind of like I got guy friends in fourth year and I was like I loved it and I, that kind of stuff but then anytime girls and guys would be friends in school even there was kind of like that's weird they're friends they don't even he fancies her she's not like there was, it was just this, always this buzzing conversation around like two straight people being friends I just I don't think it's ever like I honestly I've never I don't know any straight relationships that ha- there's not a buzzword going on about possibly a sexual thing do you can you think of any like friends that you would know and I just mean friends I don't yeah, mean yeah. like like say if me and Michael were great friends like well, yeah. you're the barrier it's like, yeah, yeah, you know like yeah, if it was yeah, literally yeah, yeah. just two single straight people being bezies and there's not a conversation about it, it being potentially sexual or she fancies him or he fancies but her but I think that's the interesting thing about it it's like where is the line of what it's kind of like a social thing and where is like being an actual kind of tangible thing do you know what I mean so it's but like that's what I mean like yeah, how it, can it's you either, like it's either a conversation where people are like <laughs> are they really friends but they're going to hear that. Or they are friends, but there is a sexual intention. But I want to ask Jack's question. I want to get uh, someone else's perspective. Because uh, we've been talking about the we've been talking about the female perspective for a while. I just, okay. like Jack has barely got a poxy word in. Stop, I know. Okay, Jack's segment. Well, I, what I would like to know is what do you think like a gay man gets from a straight girlfriend? That they don't get from their other gay male friends. Like, do you think it's a similar thing where it's like, that there's the sexual tension playing? I think that first of all, everyone's super different. Mm-hmm. And like, some people will get along way better with different people than they would with other people. Yeah. I do just get along better with girls in general, probably. Mm-hmm. And I've always meant that. Yeah. Since I was a child. But some people are different to that. I find like, with my friendships with girls, I probably... See, I've, it's going back to what Lindsay said about gay men. You kind of understand it. 
you, you, like, you know what you're getting when, you're, when, when you are offensive a gay man, for example. Which probably is like right, but a little bit wrong because there is there's a huge spectrum of gay men. Well, yeah, I mean, like it's you like know. saying I know what I get from redheads. But like, mm-hmm. and I'm the same like that. But like, truthfully, like, well, like if we're gonna talk in generalizations, we're just we're talking about groups in general, so it's gonna be generalized. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can't talk about each individual gay man or each individual straight woman. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, it's presumed that we're talking about a spectrum. Well, what I also people. mean by that is that like I know what I'm gonna get with a a gay man is that like it's just not going to be a sexual thing if 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 i get on with a gay man it's just us getting on and having a great friendship but if i get on with a straight man it bubbles up all these other conversations like why are we getting on should we be getting together is he fancy a relationship do i fancy you know is it a romantic Mm. thing it's never just a kind of like oh you know but the funny thing is like Obviously, I'm a gay man, not gonna be attracted to women, but women could be attracted to me, and that's happened before. Where really? like, yeah, Jack's looking at me, being like, I'm just, like staring at me. <laughs> We're having a therapy, and I'm like finger banging. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he noticed. Yeah, or he like, noticed I'm attracted. Oh, Who she with my bra? Go on. Should get triple F. Go on. Because I'll never fancy a girl. Like, yeah. I'm one of those. You're just like, guys that will, not even... I know, not a lot. So I'm not going to. <laughs> but that's but, also interesting for me. And I want to ask the question of like... Wait, let, let's just get to the end of this first. I just want to ask... <laughs> yeah, go, what is it? Go on. Go just like... It's just mad that that barrier is there of like... Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, why... Like, that... And I find that from like... That interesting barrier of friendship, like kind of just the like balance between like friendship and sexual mm-hmm. relationship... Like I would never fancy a gay man. I've never looked at my gay friends and been like, oh, I want to get up on that. Yeah. But then I would get on with you probably more than I would my like straight relationships. Yeah. So it's weird that I, like even though. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's interesting. Yeah. I think there has to be some sort of weird like pheromonal thing. Do you know what I mean? Like something kind of weirdly like that we don't even pick up on. Like because I am friends with some hot fucking gay men. Like, you are hun you stunning are. beautiful mm-hmm. men who if they were straight I would be sopping mopping the floor under myself yeah, like they're but I couldn't be any less sexually attracted to them but see some women do fall yeah, for gay men are... and like I've okay, and even so when I'm out so even when I'm out when people like people will be flirting and like I am so <laughs> awkward that shit like I literally will vomit into my sleeve like it's... I am dying at the thought so of have you had situations coming of up like girls being funny and I'm like myself I'm explain I'm these situations I'm twerking I'm twerking I'm talking about guys and they're like still being weird so that doesn't happen very frequently but also going back to like with obviously gay men there's a possibility they'll like you so that kind of thing comes into it a little bit as well where mm-hmm. you're aware that you're not just being pers- so my relationship with both of you I feel I'm being judged for me yeah. as a person. Whereas when I'm, this is when I went with a gay man, I sometimes I'm thinking, oh, I'm being judged by my suit, by my looks. And that kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. Well, we kind of talked about that before and it is a big thing in the gay community mm. where like the gay community, the gay male community, I, I can't really speak for the female, I don't really know. But it's, it's very aesthetically a lot of it is yeah. kind of aesthetically based yeah. right where it's like I know this from like a lot of my gay friends where you kind of have to not have to but like most gay men will maybe try and fit into certain kind of groups right so it's like the twinks there's mm-hmm. the bears there's mm-hmm. like the muscle gays mm-hmm. that you know so there's these kind of like segmented kind of uh, 
like <clears throat> identities that you should be and then you're kind of automatically accepted but then there's kind of like the peripheral around that which is like they don't you're a wild card kind of yeah an outsider if you but see that makes me feel super uncomfortable mm. like even like fitting into a category within one of those things or identifying totally. as one of those, those things makes you feel uncomfortable yeah so that's where it gets a little bit like hazy and then like awkwardly there's this guy I can't say how I know like this person I know it's Callum John Callum John he's Mr. a straight Big. guy he's straight, he identifies as straight and then whenever I see him he asks me these like, super uncomfortable questions and like it's kind of like so who can you actually talk to like you're kind mm. of constantly thinking about so he asks me questions like so what's the last guy you're like with what's he what was he like or so what would you be like what kind of category would you fit into and he seems like a really standard guy but you get these really uncomfortable questions so then it's like oh my god everybody is kind of perceiving me in these very strange they're ways they're trying to categorize you yeah it, it's like trying to figure out and he'd say these super strange i can't even think of what else he'd say but you're kind of feeling that maybe he's a bit I think sometimes like straight men are trying to just understand in some way as yeah. to how, how what it is. Or like, do you think that they are curious? Curious and stuff? I don't know. Like the questions are very specific that he asks. Like, and he uses these super big generalizations, which is like, oh, see, like it'd be great because like you could split the bill or something like that. Like, or like, oh, okay, or, okay. you know. Do you think he's coming from like a good place or do you think he's coming from like a kind of like what the fuck are you talking about dude? I can't remember what he was saying but I remember talking to my friends about it and then afterwards being super angry and being like that shit was weird. I hate it when you when you like at the time you're so whatever about it but then when you say it out loud you're like what the fuck did like that's so fucking weird. Because like I would fully thought like oh just the straight guy will just he fully was chatting with shite like crap and then he's like asking super specific questions and then these other people and fully gone oh, for it. Oh, it was like public. Yeah, it was like, there's like, we're in a group of people. It sounds like he was kind of putting you on blast as well. Yeah. Which is just a bit, you don't want to be the kind of toy in the group of like. Well, he's kind of like, um, like, yeah, making you kind of like a, what's the word? It's like this, you a feel. spectacle, like, oh, let's kind let's of ask poke it. at it and like, see what yeah. it does. Like you thing. wouldn't yeah. be sitting around talking, poking the straight guy being like, but so also what do you do? kind of trying to up himself and being like, I know so much about gay culture. Kind no, of. but it's the opposite. He knows really? nothing. But do you think he thinks he does? No. I think he's, I know. He, he's I like, I, I know, know nothing about this. So I'm going to ask so, everyone. So what are you? Are you a gay? Are you That's a what it is. Oh, was it like that? Yeah, like that. It's like, like I want to know, but I like don't know. Like asking really, like, like, are you a top or a bottom? Like really, that like kind invasive of question. kind of bullshit. Like with people around me, like. Oh my God. Not knowing the, you as well. Yeah. Like I not mean, knowing me, like in the very awkward situation. And my other friend was there who's bisexual and asking her inappropriate questions. And like, like, would you ask, you would not ask a woman that. No, like for example, when I was in Nurha away, um, we were staying in this place and we made these lovely friends who were way younger than us me and my sisters went out one night and we just got chatting to like the another kind of family that we'd noticed like by our pool area and turned out that like two of them were gay and I was like yes <laughs> like I mean so much in common instantly fellas, that just happens. fellas okay yeah now there were two very different kind of guys like the, but like we just got on so well we were having such a great night and um, we were out Oh, like we were in a club and then we came out. It was so hot in the club. And um, another Irish woman came up to um, the guy that we were talking to. And she was like from Northern Ireland. And she like fell on him. And she was like, oh my 
my god, I'm the biggest fag hag you'll ever oh, meet. God. I fucking love gays. Like, I love day. gays. Like, honestly, like, honestly, I have so many gay mates, you wouldn't even believe. I have so <laughs> many. And, like, screaming this guy. And, like, it was just like, oh, this guy, god. first of all, was bi. Yeah. So, like, like, I mean, not that he needs to, like, yeah. you know, wear his freaking sexuality on his. Like, yeah. I mean, it was just, she literally just, like, totally just painted him as her little was she drunk yeah she was but it was just like I mean I've been drunk I'm not running oh no I'm just saying how embarrassing (laughs) I know and then like we were with this other young guy and he was like how fucking dare she like that's so inappropriate it's so not woke and I was like yes honey it's just really like it's literally I mean again might be a controversial thing to say but I'm just making a point it's literally like walking up to a black person being like oh my god I love rap music it's yeah, like yeah. are you actually messing like or running up to an Irish person being like oh my god Pope Mahone I learned that I learned mm. that like Guinness like it's just like literally like just, just because like for some reason it's weirdly accepted that's yes. the thing yeah, like it, it happens qu- a lot and only and between women and men it's, I think that's when it's the most accepted like I think like people wouldn't bat an eyelid if a straight woman like that walked up to a gay man and started being like oh my god I fucking love gays like but like but it's, know, it's, it's very much ra- not a, acceptable now I no, think even talking, five years ago it was I'm more t- acceptable I mean generally I think people wouldn't bat an eyelid Maybe. I don't. I think it still happens, Lindsay. Yeah. yeah. No, in our generation, happens. I think people would be like, "Oh, weird." But like, I think in that situation, like people would be like, "Oh, gosh." But I, I, what I'm saying is, the double standard is that's way more accepted, even if you think it's not accepted, than like a man walking up to one being like, "I fucking love big tits, big tits," which is at the same time, it's like still you're walking up to someone, you're making a generalization about some part of their identity, and you're saying that like they should give you the time of day just because they are who they are. I think it's kind of like presuming a personality via like your sexual preference. Like just, exactly, that's what like, it is. Which yeah. is just like, it's literally like, the first thing it's you the see. whole thing of being like, I mean, you even see it, to be honest, in like with mothers and kids, like you're in the playground or you'll hear mothers being like, I mean, I think my little John is gay. He loves musicals. He dances. Like just because he... Like might like music on a bit of a tap dance doesn't mean his sexual prep. Like it's very strange that like, and I find it happens so much in school. If anyone, yeah. if any boy or even girl, like if any boy was like slightly effeminate or enjoyed drama or you know dance class or whatever, it was like ah he's gonna be. Why do you think he's gay? And then like if the girl loved football, it was like ah. Oh. Does she wear? Does she like a bra? Would she wear? You know I those kind of questions. Less for girls, because for girls we've got a word for that: tomboy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Girls, I think it's really accepted. It's like, oh, she's a tomboy. She's a tomboy. She's good. But the minute a little boy oh, starts it's... to like, mm. even just have more girlfriends, they don't even have to be into tap and into drama. If the one boy has like three girlfriends and isn't getting along with like. I mean I think it even semi It didn't like My parents never said this But like I remember in the school I don't know if there was whispers But like You know If this happened in the modern age Let's say My brother was really shy And I think I think Women are a bit more like Kind of Especially young girls Should I say Like little girls Are kind of more like into like a kind of shyer kind of boy because like when little boys are young they're very boisterous and they've mm. kind of got that masculine kind of like rough mm. and tumble so there's like I mean even when I remember being like you know six seven and like 
there was always like the kind of little nerdy boys and we would kind of be friends with them because they're a little bit more sensitive more of a and kind stuff. of feminine energy and more like, approachable and you're not yeah. going to get like bruised or they liked girls because they weren't yeah exactly they weren't getting you know fucking mm. beaten over the head mm. <laughs> yeah. but it's like that now was not now but like I'm sure there was parents who were like oh it's only friends with the girls yeah but if a girl was only friends with the fellas I feel like they're like ah she's tomboy yeah like when I was growing up like when I I was obsessed with Barbies obsessed with like hair doing hairdressing well with that's stuff. a different level huh? and like it's gas because <laughs> I lived in an island I didn't know any other I didn't know gay culture or anything I was just Where automatically gravitate towards no I didn't live in an island I lived in like oh, a spiritual God. island where like like isn't obviously as a child you weren't aware I gravitate towards of... these yeah. different things yeah mm. and my parents they're fab but they were panicking and they would no. get me magnetic videos they'd get me <laughs> wrestling videos oh my god conversion therapy just conversion therapy <laughs> And like I get it Like it was extremely hard Like then growing up In Port Marnock It's not as woke as in there To be honest Hunt. Like Well even just I mean Ireland in the 90s Ireland in the 90s Was very different Yeah And the truth is Like at that time Women and girls Were way more accepting of me My best friends When I was like Six, seven years old Were girls I, mm. Men got Like boys that age Would run for the hills If they Saw me Or yeah. like Want to be friends with them and I think probably that Probably wasn't even An understanding of what gay is It was probably just like that kind of energy it's yeah. just like it, they're just not kind of in sync with each other you know that way like I just think I don't know I find like there's such a comfort like I noticed it especially in secondary school there'd always be like all the gals just kind of completely like act as this comfort with like the gay guy mm-hmm. and the gay guy then acts like a comfort for them it's like this lovely mutual kind of respect that Honestly, like from just in secondary school, like straight guys didn't exist in that whole setup. Do you know what I mean? Do you not think so? Not in my school anyway. Not from like it kind of like only bled in, I think, in college years was kind of like, oh, we're actually kind of accept the gay guy. He's actually kind of sound. <laughs> that kind of thing. Like, but in school, it was like, I mean, there were like in every single year, there was what, like two or three gay guys. And they were just like surrounded and nurtured by this like. Gallia girls who yeah. were just like his everything they were like kind of standing up for it you know and yeah. he was also to us like he'd be you know that kind of thing it's interesting because I can see it from obviously that perspective like what would the girl I can I mean I get it but what would the girls get out of it like why would because they be so protective of him or her or whatever I think like I just think like girls have to go through a lot in growth and secondary school and you know, we get periods, we get, I just think there's like a big growth thing with girls. There's like, I think gay men and young girls kind of go, both go through a similar kind of adversity throughout secondary mm. school and through puberty. Mm. Mm. Because I feel like, and like I am the least type of person who's like, fuck straight men. But like, I think in, they have their own issue, right? They have their own, I'm sure like puberty and that, puberty's hard for everyone, right? Like, yeah flat out it is hard for fucking everyone you know but i feel like gay men and young girls kind of have um a a similar maybe experience because i feel like when you're a girl and you're going through puberty you kind of have a weird and maybe i'm just talking for myself but kind of getting your period and your body changing quite a lot like your body changes a lot as a girl i feel more as a guy i just feel that like for a girl it's more you're more unsure like say like when I was in primary school I was like really thin no boobs that was kind of like prancing around 
then you get into secondary school and puberty hits you're kind of like putting on that little bit more weight your boobs yeah. are swelling you're getting pimples and yeah. like a bit of a du- like you're just like but men are buffing out so they're actually more coming into themselves yeah. they're kind of like and then that's when the lad mentality they're like yeah. Yeah. go down and, the corridor and yeah, I think yeah, what, yeah. what I'm kind of getting at is that like I think gay men and uh, <laughs> straight girls both kind of go through a bit of a phase of kind of like not really relating to what they used to see or something you know because I feel like maybe like a lot of gay guys at least the ones that I know knew in school were kind of only really coming to terms with their sexuality maybe during puberty which is what most people do right and then gay straight girls when you're going through this kind of thing like you're like you are kind of like a a different person almost a little bit in the mirror like it's like you're randomly bleeding you have to tell your mom you have to come out you know not coming out but like you have to kind of be like I got my period and then it does all and change. You have to wear a weird bra. Yeah, you have to get a like, bra. Your dad finds your bra in the wash, and then the dad knows that you're the woman now. It's yeah. It is a bit fucking and it's weird. like you're having to like figure out makeup and all these other things as well. Yeah, that are just kind of like and I think really vulnerable men, moments of trying to. I'd have never thought phys- physiologically that would link. I feel like you just. Do you go, think so? I think you go through a similar adversity where it's like you kind of bond and kind of. I don't know I can't really explain it but I feel like there is a weird underlying link between gay men and straight women like that because straight guys they just kind of get horny and you know they have their own shit I'm sure I'm not even saying that. I mean make like their own podcast <laughs> like, but it's also like they have a different spectrum of obviously there's like you know straight guys who are like you know maybe more feminine and like shy and you know of course there's like a whole different spectrum of yeah it. okay mm. but what I mean is that like the reason why I think we gravitate towards each other is because like I don't know. It's kind of like... I, I can't really explain it. I just feel like we go through something semi-similar in some point. But, but I, I never, also yeah. do feel that there is that like... What do you think about the kind of like protective thing? Like I even find in our relationship it's quite like... I would protect Jack. Jack. Like we are like each other's kind of like... Yeah. You know, it is in a like... Relationship in that way that it would be kind of like... Well, similarly to Alexander McQueen, I think yeah. like Isabel Blow and I'd say the other girl would have stood up for him and been really like Isabel Blow was so supportive of him, but his whole collection the first time like yeah. really fervently supported him. Yeah, she was like obsessed with him. As Isabella Blow was like, I don't know where did she come from. She was obviously was she Irish? She was no, she wasn't. Maybe no, you're she, thinking of Daphne Guinness. Daphne Guinness. Was no, part. I'm not. I'm thinking because Isabella Blow and Philip Tracy were huge. She literally. I'll look her up. On. Was obsessed with Philip Tracy. The she two, like, yeah, the three of them. Yeah, she was. Um, she was highly connected as well. Highly like connected. Kind of she was a magazine journalist, yeah. and she basically got behind these two of Philip Tracy and Alexander McQueen. And she was a them. muse of Philip Tracy, but she was from England. From yeah. England, yeah. But basically, really supported the two of them, and he, she caught them both when they were really young and like burgeoning talents, basically. Mm. And yeah, like she was hugely wealthy like you said that she like um mcqueen went to st martin's and she went to see his final show and bought his entire like graduate collection yeah. like, but she really nurtured them she like literally they'd live in their house she'd tell she them positive like things kind of. mm. and once gas is like even like Lindsay, when we're out sometimes you'll someone will say something to me and then she's like you can't say that or something like that about me, which is gas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or like, like standing up for me, shit like that, which mm. is interesting because there's obviously some. I'm. I don't know. It's like I, lioness. I know. I can't it articulate a, it. It's an interesting relationship, though. 
I find like gay men and female relationships just fascinating. Like, and I did even notice my own that ones. in school. Did you notice that in school? Like, like literally, there would be like, like even like say James Latrice was in two years below me, right? And like the corridors in our school was kind of like a lap. You could do laps around. Yeah, yeah. And like there would be like a kind of couple of gay guys in every single year and they literally would be in the middle of this pack of females who are almost like their protectors do you know what I mean like they were just like they would like nothing could ever be said to them Mm. because they would have five girls being like I fucking gang you talk about him you know I I I don't know if you noticed that there wasn't actually maybe as many um at least out, or maybe I didn't notice. That I think in much. my school, like it was a little bit different to that. There was, it was a smaller. One, there was like two gay guys who were out while we were in school, and they weren't really. Like, it wasn't really like that. I, I guess it just depends on the vibe. But it just kind of struck me there. I'm like, maybe it, maybe the reason that we have such a strong bond, right? Again, we're talking in generalizations here, but obviously, like, gay people in general are like a minority of. Mm-hmm. The population Okay so there's less Gay people than straight people mm-hmm. Okay So maybe what it is I was just thinking about there When you were talking about In school I'm like When a gay guy Especially when you're In a mixed school I guess it's different In um, We were talking We were all in mixed schools mixed Right schools. so It's a different perspective From a lot of Irish people Especially would have But It's like there's the one Gay guy Or two gay guys In your year And it's like They didn't have Other kind of gay men Really to be friends with So it's like They kind of automatically Went to the women Do you know what I mean So maybe it kind of well there's no other there's nothing else to go to that's what I mean yeah it's Mm. like so we've always been each other's safety net kind of well definitely for gay men that's what I mean like like, straight women or women have really supported gay men because there was no one when I was in school to no other gay person to go to yeah you know what I mean that's what I mean it's like that kind of just struck me there but it's even that kind of like safe space of like Mm. to go to the gay man like do you find like what I also find interesting and Jenny and I have spoken about this before like say in the Dublin gay scene like there's a huge big gay scene of like you know a lot of our friends would be gay and stuff like that and they all hang out together and I'm like do they not want to just get with each other like (laughs) we've thought about that but we've spoken about that before kind of like it is mad how like as well then when like I think in college after like when they kind of they migrate together like you know mm-hmm. there's gay bars and there's like mm-hmm. and they be- can become like fierce friends and it's strange that I think more so than maybe like with straight people gay people can kind of have relationships that aren't like I don't know would you find that like would you have like gay friends that are completely like platonic relationships I think the first thing is that like if you are gay you usually go through your you develop later on. So you aren't kissing boys when you guys first start kissing guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You go through that whole phase. And if you are, there's a weird kind of shame and secrecy and... Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, in general, you'd probably go through that whole thing later on. So I think you actually go through that kind of packed mentality that you guys went through. Right. When you're like 13, 14. You go through it in... When you're 20s and like... Which is actually really sad that LGBT people go through that whole experience delayed. You actually kind of come out, I think, leaving school a little bit like a child because you just mm. haven't been offered the opportunity such to such a fucking interest I've never thought of it that way before that's actually just kind of blown my mind I don't know that no I, I just I guess I knew, knew it but I never it. heard it kind of spoken like that where I've just kind of only connected now where I'm like that makes so much sense that like girls when they're kind of going through this like flirtations with boys that like they kind of get this pack and they have this like mm. 
and then when you're like 20, 21, you have like a few close friends. Yeah. But then it's like, obviously when, you know, with LGBT people, they're coming out of school, probably a hard time, especially if you're in a single sex school, like I'm sure that would be even harder. And then it's like, you find your people. You find your people after you've like gone to college, you've left or whatever, even after college. So that whole experience isn't really offered to people. So I think... Mm the whole like texting a boy thing or you know kissing your first boy that mm. is all delayed do you think you mature a little later sexually at 100% least? yeah definitely which is like interesting because you just are delayed it's just it's, it's compl- I think I've talked to you about this as well is that like you just grow up a little bit later yeah and do you think there's any way that like schools could kind of approve and like I've heard of like I even in like Irish schools teachers that I know and like they're putting up the like pride flag to have it in the, in the school to make it kind of like mm. just a conversation like it's a normal thing or whatever mm-hmm. and it exists and we support it Some do you think there's a way that like it could be nurtured because like I on I missed out on that as well when I was in school like just from my religious upbringing stuff like and it was so drilled into me like the boys are sex boys are sex boys so I was so fearful to go near any mm-hmm. kind of boy so I just didn't at all I kissed a guy when I was 18 for mm-hmm. my first time which was way later than everyone else and then I just think it made this big thing so like like is there any way to s- provide solidarity and support just to kind of like I mean even like through this whole I repeal the eighth thing there was a lot of conversation going on like that we should have more sex education in school and just like having sex as a general conversation and not a like taboo thing like I remember I don't know about you guys but in my secondary school I think we had one day in fourth year where we had a like a class in religion that was dedicated to sex education and it was literally like everyone sniggering because it was just so odd like it's kind of I like I didn't mind in primary school like how I did you primary school as well yeah did you I think write did, nothing see not. I didn't go to a religious school neither of my schools had any religion in them. They but Lindsay's school wasn't that religious. your primary school was fine my primary school I didn't mind was fine. fourth class I didn't mind in fifth class and then I had like a week long sex education yeah. when I was in fourth year I mean my sex I mean I mean the thing is is like and this is just like a devil's advocate point, kind of point right it's like what I was saying about earlier and I'm not saying this is like you know they should suck it up and have it but like having a pride flag up is all well and good but like it should more be like my school for example right i went to men temple it's extremely forward it's just like it's not even but it's not even forward thinking in the way that they bat it down you it's just like an accepting place and it just is a place of acceptance there's people walking around mad clothes like yeah it's just it's it's self-expression it's kind of more the um ethos of the school rather than throwing up a fucking pride flag in the background and saying well you're grand we got the pride flag up you know like the pride flag yeah okay brilliant well and it might make you know one or two people feel safe but like you should people shouldn't feel safe by just a symbol hanging up somewhere people should feel safe like like, how do we like Obviously, this is kind of like how they're starting, but how would you guys think that there's a way to integrate, like, and not only in regards to, like, just, you know, to encourage maybe, like, a bit more exploration of, like... Being comfortable to make those explorations. Yeah, like, just even, like, that being a spoken thing of, like, in school, obviously, that's kind of when your, like, sexuality starts to develop and stuff. For that to be a conversation and a really normal thing. And do they do that in school? I don't know. They talk about, like... They only talk I about, can't really talk My school was just It was never a thing but They weren't talking about Like homosexual sex Genius sex, sex, Is that what you mean 
It's like, but it yeah, wasn't I just like they it weren't like, talking about heterosexual sex either. They, they were. It was just talking about sex. Like it wasn't know, like explicitly like this is for the straights and the pe-. it was like. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's but like I it, think that is a big like that is an important thing. Like they don't need like it's like a given kind of for you to, you know, like obviously if the it should focus I think on the minority of if if someone in secondary school is going through these changes and being like actually. Do, I well, you think, think that all sex education focuses no, on the minority? Think, no, of course not. I'm thinking that it should be just a general conversation because it's like not so much a minority that it's rare. Like, no, of course not. But what I mean is that like, do you not think the way it can be more included is not by like token things, but more about like instilling kind of values in people to not... But that's harder to do. That takes of course years. It's hard to, yeah, it's like, harder to do, but it's more effective. But no, nobody think, wants to change it that quick. Like that's a long process. I think sex education should but be But do like, not should you not be focusing on changing things that will make society better than rather than putting No, a I agree with you. I think that's a, a good thing, but I think the tokens I think do do something. Like I the the flags and stuff, they're not gonna change the world, but I think it got it gets that conversation kinda of starting and people thinking that type of thing. And it also is kind of like the, like a flag kind of means like this is what we stand for. So we are like, you know, or even an expectation or like uh, yeah. obviously the so aim the is flag, to change more people's kind of... minds and to yeah but do you not think that maybe a fly could be a way of a school by like you can stick a f- what I'm saying is like I agree with you both that like obviously people should be in school you know encouraged to be inclusive and all the rest but what I'm saying is from coming from an experience of where we didn't have the flags we just had this, the culture I know, but Temple is really unique yeah but you came but from but it's been like that since the 80s but... so it's it's possible. I know, but they I'm are saying. parents who are bringing their children to a sc- like the schools that I'm talking about are like Catholic schools, and like they're still the, like this but still very much I'm exists in Ireland. What I'm saying is, do you not think that they could just stick the flag up, but not? But it what's important See, is instilling the values. But it's you difficult. could you could put the flag up in a Catholic school and still go I think on I every still single like the day. Flag, though. Like, but what if your religion teacher every day was telling you that gay is wrong? No, but it it's the, flag the flag is, is up. it does because it's like we are in a school that like has a flag that advocates like that you cannot tell me that this is wrong because we have a flag that is saying like you know we support you know but we've had LBG. instances of schools time and time again especially in catholic ireland where these schools aren't representing what they're saying they are but so what you, i'm saying is like the what i'm saying is obviously the flag is great i'm not saying the flag is a bad thing yeah i know i'm just saying that it can be a distraction from what's actually going to change how people but, believe so i went to three different schools i went to like one school got bullied to shit, really Catholic, moved to a different school, yeah. which was more like Mount Temple. And yeah. I went to the institute for the last year. So I went, I had three different experiences from schools. Oh, was the institute. We all went to institute. So I think looking back in that first school where I was horrifically bullied at mm-hmm. school, I think I'd still fucking love a pride flag. Right. It gives, I think it gives LGBT people some hope more yeah. than anything. Okay. Because having that flag there and its presence in the school, mm-hmm. taking up some space is a good thing. I don't. I think obviously try to change the culture, but the truth is that culture. I was in that school at that time, and being horrifically bullied. I didn't give a fuck if the if the culture is going to change in twenty years' time. The culture needs to yeah, change kind of right like now. now. Yeah. You know what I mean, but do you think that? But it's steps. Like, no, of course, we can't course. just change the culture. And like, unfortunately, like in Ireland today, we still live in a place where like you can't get your child into a school unless he or she is Christian. Yeah, it's many bullshit. schools. So like. Yes, it will take small little things like getting a flag in a Catholic school is ginormous for like the gay community. Like it really is because it's like this is a Catholic school. Like you're in a Catholic school where like you may have a religion teacher who is like 
you know profoundly like believing in Catholicism and like therefore kind of anti-gay mm-hmm. but you are still in an existence in a school that has a flag flying above that you can say you can tell me that this is wrong or this is abnormal or whatever mm. but we're like there's something flying there that is saying that I'm okay here it's yeah, kind of well, like a little my point isn't that like you shouldn't have the flag my point is is that are we distracting ourselves with a flag and making you know this is just no, like an that. abject kind of thought where I'm like it can be a thing where we're like we can think oh well the fucking flag's up there Jack's, Jack's not being bullied the flag's up no one's home. you know I'm just talking about like ignorant people I'm not talking about like people who are fucking clued into the situation I'm saying that like of course putting up the flag I have nothing wrong with putting up the flag I could give a fuck about but a flag. I don't think like people could be like bullying a gay guy and being like oh it's okay you don't know you could be like, well, he's not getting bullied because he's gay because he's got the flag up and everything. I'm That's, just talking about... They're not going to be thinking... Like, so they're going to be like, oh... they won't. I'm Jenny, just, you're saying that they I'm can get away with devils. bullying because there's a flag up. But you're saying that they can't. And I'm saying no, that I'm that's saying possible. That, like, but that's, it's a conversation then. Like if they have the flag that is basically like anti-bullying Look, for that, that was regard. just an example. What I'm saying is, is like the only reason the flag would concern me isn't because of what the flag is. I don't give a fuck about the flag. The flag's great. I'm saying it concerns me that... In Ireland, we have a history of just putting a big plaster on things and then thinking it's grand with not actually addressing the issue. No, I agree. But for example, say there is some kid who's in first year school being yeah. bullied to shit. And totally. It's, it, so I'm what sure would be your solution? Blanket. They can't go to school every day. They're being so no, bullied. No, I'm not saying they don't go to school. I'm just saying that... But no, they I'm can't not saying they... it's one or the other. I'm not saying like we either have the flag or we trick, fix the culture. No. I'm saying what's important to me is that yeah, you have the flag, but you also address the issue. Oh, I, I agree. Know, but, I think like, we both agree on that. But, but that's my flag. point. <laughs> that's my you're point. saying that like the flag, like who cares about the flag? The, the flag no, has, I didn't say who cares about the flag. You I'm said saying like the that flag, if, I could care less. You did say, like, I said, as in, I'm not saying I'm against the flag when I say I could care less. I'm saying like... Maybe you said the kind of the flag like the flag does mean something I didn't say it didn't mean anything I'm saying that to some people it doesn't and that it yes fly the flag but also address the issue that's been my point the entire time I know but the flag is the point to address the issue like for them to have to erect a flag I'm saying you to could kind put of the flag up without addressing it you could easily do it in a country I don't know I think it's a very political highly charged flag I don't think mm. people can just walk by and not give a fuck you know like or whatever you don't know people can be ignorant yeah not everyone's fucking into it not everyone cares and not everyone sees what we see in the flag no but I agree but I do think it is an emotive flag regardless totally. if you're whatever. and for like that is a statement like flags aren't just throw like flags are very noticeable in Ireland like yeah uh, so I mean you wouldn't see like if someone had like a British flag flying outside their house, that would be like, it's, like flags are very quite important in in Ireland, I feel. So. I agree that it's good to tackle both issues. But that's my only point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm against the flag. I no. think Lindsay thinks that I'm saying, don't put up the flag, flags aren't important. I'm not saying no, that. No, it's true. I'm repeating something you said. You said like I couldn't give a flying ball I meant that in the stuff. sense that you were saying like flags are important. I'm saying like, I'm, I was making I was clarifying the issue that I'm not saying I'm anti the flag yeah my point is that like I don't as in like it's it doesn't make a difference to me I'm not one of those people who's like don't put flags up in schools like that's my point I'm not saying like I don't give a fuck about the flag like you're reading it to a point that I wasn't making my point is is that like yes fly the flag whatever cool but like my only concern would be that it's not and I know you're saying like you have to address the issue but I'm a skeptic and I'm a fucking cynic around people. And, and I it's know, good to be like that. But I'm, it's kind of like, it's. I mean, it's, it's 
in like you cannot just like overhaul stuff like that it takes of baby course. steps so of like course. but baby take... steps are also addressing the thing that's my point are like, addressing it yeah that's part of the baby steps yeah it's like yeah baby step one baby step is putting up the flag yeah put up the flag make sure everyone's cool with the flag yeah but there's more steps of course yeah and yeah, yeah. my point is is that sometimes in especially i feel irish culture is that we can feel like say you know the repeal uh mural right mm-hmm. obviously that did good but at the time of the at the time of the referendum my concern was that everyone was like yay 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 the repeal mural uh. and it was just kind of then fluttering off into the kind of distance now obviously thank god it passed and everything i'm just always going to be a cynic and i'm always well, going to be me, like oh like, concerned for the repeal mural it was more like it actually needed to have like it was all it literally like people don't go to Emma. people don't like art has like no, i get not the point been, of the mural like i'm not saying that i'm saying that like the like literally life imitated art in that regard in that like that mural went up and then it was basically um ordered to take down take down so then like life imitated art in that it was just like here we are just painting over like an issue and that like you know let's just ignore the kind of fact and like yeah, that kind but- of stuff and then i do think that that really hugely like that got so much coverage and stuff like that so something like yeah, but my point was, I was talking about more before that happened, right? When it was up for a while. Not the time that it was put back up and taken back down again. I'm more talking about, like, the... I'm more talking about, like, these kind of virtuous things, which are good, right? They're good uh, for PR. They're good for, like, getting the word out there and all the rest. Like, say, for the pride flag, repeal mural. I obviously see the good in it. Mm-hmm. It's just my only skepticism is sometimes I'm like... In our culture, in today, we can sometimes think that this kind of visual thing is going to... Yes, it has a visual thing as in like, okay, so the pride flag is up in a school. Yes, that is hopefully means that a school is a safe place and a good place for uh, any kids who are Mm -hmm. coming out or questioning their sexuality. And hopefully that does mean that. Hopefully 99% of times that does mean that. My only concern is that sometimes I'm like, but do they just feel that that's solved it? Because I see that too. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. sometimes people in, like kind of you know, also we're talking about like you know principals who are like sixty years old. They're like, well, we got the fucking pride flag up. Yeah, it, it does happen, and like it's happened. Like, I mean, say even in, in Mount Temple, it was like a known like they always had these like anti-bullying policies, and like they were known as an anti-bullying school. People got bullied every fucking day, and when people would kind of bring it up, they'd be like, "Well, we're one of the known as one of the most inclusive yeah. and anti-bullying places in Ireland." So mm-hmm. it was used to gaslight people, and sometimes so that would be my my but concern is, would be that it could be used to gaslight kids but who then this is why have I homophobic think, things. This is why I think like, I mean to make it kind of like almost a fashion statement which we spoke about before which yeah. happened with the whole repeal thing mm-hmm. like i learned so much about um repeal the whole repeal movement and i've learned so much about like just loads of stuff like consent and all this mad stuff mm. via all these different movements that mm-hmm. yes are a kind of token on your facebook profile or you know it's fashion to be like gay inclusive or like you know abortion is okay all these things are like fashionable Mm -hmm. they're chic but honestly our generation I think are so 
just susceptible to like needing visual stimulation yeah. to kind of garner some any yeah. like fascination or like interest in the thing mm-hmm. that like little things like flags it's, or like that repeal heart like people who didn't give a damn about like I get what you're saying that like maybe they're just thrown on the sticker on their little profile picture or maybe like you know it's the kind of thing like that but I do think like I was more over the time not now I can see in hindsight I was wrong I was just yeah that my concern was in the I time. just mean like mm. over time like, <laughs> like even like when I was on like the trip where I said like and that girl came up like the girl who came up to that guy and was like I'm a fan of tag like she was kind of in her like mid 30s and the guys I were with were like younger they were like 17 18 and they were like that's not okay that's not so it's this kind of like conversation that is like existing now via just loads of different stuff whether it's tv shows and that kind of which is like so it's not just enough now to like have the pride flag or you know be pro this or pro that like you can't like we even found saw that in the repeal thing you can't just be pro abortion for rape you had to be pro like do you know what I mean like that was a conversation that then extended that was kind of like you know you're either woke or you're asleep like this is the conversation that's going on right now so I don't think like you're not like people aren't accepting people who are halfway there you have to like they're pushing people to be way more there like you can't be like I love gays like Jack let's be little like this kind of thing well you can be like you can be where the fuck you want not really. Our generation are more are more like aware it's of those more issues. like people are calling the, each other up and stuff, and like stuff is just not as accepted as it was like five years ago. But truth is, we don't know. Like we are in a group of people who are very aware of that's kind of my point. Is like that we're like in this echo chamber of like young liberals in a city. Yeah, and our reality is not the majority of people's reality in Ireland. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and are we all have friends who have reward appeal jumpers but weren't for appeal you know what I mean like stuff like that I'm finding it like you can I think the echo chamber is like echoing way further than we would think that to just be in our group like I'm meeting people who I would think are in total different mind spectrum of me and they're like flooring me with it you know that kind of way but you're still like you if you still have this kind of connection I mean I guess that's a different it's probably a different conversation but like the whole echo chamber thing I think I mean it's literally been proven with like the likes of like Trump and Brexit. Like I mean, it's been proven on mass scale over and over again in the, especially in modern times. It's huge. Like we won't be communicating people who are very different to our opinion, basically. A lot of the time. And especially in the terms of like if we're gonna go back to the whole like thing in schools, it's like you know, it's it's just like we're talking about a vast issue that what will work in like say a progressive kind of Dublin based school might not be the same situation in a school in rural Kerry okay but in Ireland like we can talk about Trump and Brexit that's American in England in well, I'm Ireland just using two... I know but if we're talking about Ireland like we have like we got gay marriage and we got repeal so those kind of so we can talk about an echo chamber but like then the whole of the country did go to that kind of level that I'm talking of which is fair Um, but I think it's also like a I mean you could tie these all down to like kind of backlash towards like you know hundreds of years of repression of the Catholic Church we are 100% as you're saying in a different situation <laughs> but what I mean is like yeah, hundreds of years of the oppression of the church that then have made us now be oh no I'm agreeing with you but what I'm saying is that the, the echo chamber still does happen because there still were people in like say for the repeal thing that were just like it's going to pass no like they were in there in, we I, were I in do the think winning echo yeah. chamber at that point 
but there was still an echo chamber of pro-lifers who thought that they were going to win it hands down. So I mean, they we can count on my hand the amount of people who were for. I didn't know really anybody who. Was I didn't pro. know anyone who was voting. What was it? No. Yeah, you know. I so didn't know like, anyone. That's insane because there was a lot of people who voted no. Yeah, there was still <laughs> a, a, like a good chunk of people who were not voting for it to be passed. So like, within that, we're you know living in a city is an echo chamber in itself because it's usually quite you know modern Fine. more people, but. I mean, I guess what my point was, my point wasn't that I like don't want the flags flying in the schools. My point is that like I've come from a school that, yes, was actually accepting of like LGBT and stuff, but it also lauded itself as being like anti-bullying. But people were, I saw like kids getting their fucking head kicked off them. You know what I mean? And it's like, so just because you kind of do, and I understand that there are gay people who could find comfort in it and that's good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's, It's a great thing. But that the baby steps have to be taken after it. And sometimes schools can rely on this, like, facade. Maybe at Mount Temple, that's definitely the case, I think. Like, well, I mean, I can only talk about my own opinion, you know, my own experience, should I say. You know, yeah. I only went to one school. So, but from coming from a school that was very, like, were very progressive, there were still issues. Yeah. And they still relied on a thing that they had. And it's like kids still they didn't they didn't go beyond the boundary to kind of fix it they were just kind of like well we're anti-bullying that's mad you know what I mean yeah yeah which was crazy like I mean there was literal freaking six years kicking the heads in the first years like mm. I think that's just is an Irish cultural thing though isn't it it's not I think it, it's in England too though yeah but I mean I think like from an Irish cultural thing I think it's a similar ish to what's going on with like even mental health in Ireland like where you can constantly hear like being like talk to people people are like you know there's so much conversation going on at the moment about like mental health but then like there's literally no avenues for anyone to kind of get mental health help there it's not like a spoken of thing so it is the kind of like it is i i think like ireland does find it hard to kind of just like put stuff into actual action or know what to do like i have friends at the moment who like are going through mental health issues and stuff and they don't know like they're like I'm doing all the things that the, that the mm. ads are telling me to do I'm fucking talking to people yeah. and being like hello I want to kill myself and they're like yeah like oh my god that's yeah you know like so I think it's weird when it's kind of like progressive Ireland moves forward then like Ireland's abilities of being able to like help well it's almost like the system isn't catching up as quick as the people are and that's probably mm. true do you like, know what I mean? Because also, even if you think of it back to the school thing, the people who are probably still in charge in a lot of the schools are from a different generation than the teachers mm. are. The teachers are my age. They're like 28, 30. The, probably the faculty head staff are like in their 50s. Mm. You know, so it, it, we're moving a lot quicker than our system is. Yeah. I mean, it's only 20 years ago, like 25 years ago, that being gay was actually legalized. Like, you know, like it's just such a big mm. transition. Like, yeah. And the society can't change. No. That quickly. No. It's a generation. Totally. And it'll take a long time for that to be enacted. You know what I mean? Like. But do you think in general, and we have to wrap this up soon enough, but <laughs> do you, I mean, I would think, and I mean, again, I'm a straight fucking gal, so I wouldn't really know, but like, do you think Ireland is like an overtly homophobic place and dangerous place for gay people? No. I don't think so either. But see, <laughs> I say no, but then, you know, of course, I don't, like, homophobia obviously exists. Like, let's get that out there. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Yeah, and obviously, like, we're not thinking that, like, Jack's no is the answer to... Well, well, they're gay men have said no. I mean, you know? like, I'm going to ask him over asking No, you. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, we're not being like, hello, 
Like, I mean, I think anyone be cautious about holding their boyfriend's hand, kissing their boyfriend in public. I still think that, and is that homophobic? That probably is. I see a lot of people though. I see gay couples all the time. In Dublin, but like, I imagine if you're in in Leitrim, I don't, or wherever. Like, you'll get stares. I notice a lot more, um, say, like, if I would see like two girls walking down the street holding hands, they would be more foreign. Like, because I know, if I'm walking around even Dublin now and I see two girls, I'm like, oh. And then they'll walk by and they'll be like, what's that name? I think it's kind of like maybe tourists who are coming over and they're like, you know, oh, Ireland obviously must be quite progressive in that regard. And I, I think that, I wouldn't see I think in much. Dublin it's extremely. Yeah, no, I, agree. I think it is common. Like, I don't think it's like a. In the lot, I think it's become like from someone who went from going to college in town to working in town for the past eight years. So I'm in the city a lot. I, I've noticed it progressively getting more and more and more and more and more over the last eight years. Yeah, I mean, there's those superficial signs. There's flags everywhere in Dublin. Yeah. There's a overall support. Pride was really big this year in terms of that support as well, yeah. which I guess some sort of support. I think I noticed, like, there was a bit of a crossover after the referendum. Yeah. I did notice, like, more people being open totally. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think... It depends where you are. And it's very... Yeah. Yeah. Cities are. I mean, if you're talking talk about an echo chamber, that's an echo chamber right there. Like yeah. living in an urban city is like, it's basically like not knowing what the hell is going on at all in the rest of the country. Like it's complete. I mean, if you're going to go to Den Athlone or something, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like it's like completely different. Like we don't know how lucky we have it sometimes. Yeah. I think in the city. Yeah. And uh, I mean, in terms of my experience, like I haven't called a slur ever. Really. In Dublin, City Centre. No. Yeah. Or like I'm. Never- Which is great because I just think that like as much as we obviously rightly so I think it's good to focus on, not focus but like talk about homophobia and talk about like stuff like that but it's also I think good to acknowledge like the good in a city and the good in a country. Yeah, yeah, and, like, and the good of how far we've come. Mm-hmm. And our last episode was about that how much we love Dublin. How totally. Much, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was. Totally. Like I mean, but that is so important as well that it's like, you know. We're not in, you know, Saudi Arabia, where you would literally be thrown off a building. Yeah, like, <laughs> like but you know what I mean. But I get like, what I mean, like, as in, like, there's always, like, probably, you know, we can be doing more. There could be more. There, but like, it is to kind of congratulate instead mm. of just focusing on the negative and stuff like that. Kind of just being like, there's always more that I think you can do for everything. Pretty much everyone. Like, I mean, the, you know, not to, I don't know, like you know, straight men in Ireland well not straight men but like you know men in general in Ireland are killing themselves at a higher rate than ever Mm. women are this women that and it's like but we also have to there's always better to be done yeah every group could be served better I think especially when you're talking about mental health Lynn's like yeah there's just improvements in general but also like I think yeah like it's kind of like being positive about the like little baby steps that we've already made and the little changes from a country that just I mean you know I try and explain this to some of my American friends you know one of my pet peeves is like American feminists complaining about how oppressed they are I'm like you've no idea like not that I don't feel oppressed now in Ireland I know that I'm very lucky to live in the country that I fucking live in let it not be fucking twisted but like you know from a country that I know 40 years ago was Um. under a theocracy like you American women don't have a fucking clue what it like it means. I'm sorry, they don't have a fucking clue what it means to be under actual systemic oppression. Mm. 
you know, unless we're talking about, you know, like slaves, obviously. Like, that's a different situation. Let's get the slaves. Slaves, yeah. let's talk about slavery. But no, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, but it's like, it is about congratulating a country that has come extremely far because not long ago. Not long ago. Really, not really, long, really close. Really, like, my, our parents were our age and, you know, a gay mm-hmm. person would have been beaten up on the street, I'd yeah. say. Oh, t- 15 years ago. 20 years ago. 15? When I was 15? 15 years ago well it still happens I mean but again of course I mean we're talking again in generalizations we're not saying that it's been eradicated it never will be just like racism just like sexism it's never going to be eradicated or just in general beating up (laughs) it's just violent nobody gets beaten up anymore it's great remember when people used to murder that was so bad so weird why do they do that let's wrap this up in two hours on you got a long ass episode, girlies. Girlies. <laughs> Congratulations, girlies. <laughs> Can't wait for the Jenny's a homophobic bitch comment. Who hates flags? Jenny hates flags. I'm anti flag. The flags do nothing. Flag. You need to get a freaking pride flag dress for like, yeah. something. You like, do, you've your, your top. A statement. Hun. A statement. Hun. Hun. Don't talk to me about the gay community. <laughs> I don't more of the gay community than you ever what? Are we never being a gay fight? <laughs> Why? <laughs> In fact, my argument was just more. Who's the, the biggest fag hag, Jenny or Lindsay? <laughs> Guess which one. Say bizu or chair for which bizu, one? Bizu, bizu. Actually, Lindsay's the only one who used a slur on this episode. So well, please, fag hag. There she goes again. Oh, uh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm ah, what's the word? You're not very woke now, bitch. I'm the woke bitch. Ever. <laughs> mm. Okay, we gotta go, honey. We have to fight. I'm so scared. Please stop recording. <laughs> please don't stop. <laughs> We're about to go off camera. Truly hydrated skin, Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O S E A Malibu.com code SUMMER.